Breaker Breaker, what's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for cocktails? Cool. Characters. And the explosive. Relationships. You'll only find in cocktail. Well, rhythm. Your blenders. Four. An earful of cocktail. The world's most popular cocktail podcast. That's where you want. Fans of cinema. Cocktails. Will find much like. That is, if you're not some no-good yuppie. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little barman poetry. And we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws. Coglin's law. Never show surprise, never lose your cool. Hello and welcome. This is an earful of cocktail. Hello, this welcome this earful of cocktail. Hello and welcome. This is an earful of cocktail. Yes, it is. Hello, this is the number one internet podcast about cocktails and a radio show and a radio show. Uh, but you know, radio is basically internet 1.0. You know, that's so true. It isn't it. Uh, we do this show. We do. We do. For all you listeners who are just tuning in for the first time. Yeah, we do. It's a show about the movie cocktail. 1988 movie cocktail, uh, beloved by by everybody and nobody. Uh, and nobody. I mean, everyone. Everyone claims they love it, but very few people make a 60-hour podcast about it. And, and we're here to fill that gap. We, do, we break all the rules. Yeah, especially that one. Um, and whoa! I'm just, I'm just savoring. savoring okay, this, this, this. no reason to do that in the microphone ever. I'm not doing it into the microphone. I'm doing it away from the microphone. I mean, it was close enough to the microphone. Now, if you, you, you okay, next time, next time, you raise your hand. Yeah, raise your hand, and I'll ask the hall and make monitor. make the make the Vulcan V. Nope. Yep, and and then that will signal me to cut your mic. Uh, I think that was actually an appropriate sound. It's just me being excited. It's fun. It's okay. Fun, fun times. So, so cocktail. Cocktail. Uh, so, we start off the show by basically introducing for you, are we going to do Key Lime Pie before or after our famous theme well, song? Well, we, we're going to start with news. Okay. News. Latest news in the cocktail verse. Tomorrow? Cocktail day. Tomorrow is tomorrow the thirtieth anniversary of the movie Cocktail. It is. It's if you if you are listening to this on the twenty eighth of July. Yes. Am I? I am. Yeah. Then it's tomorrow, 29th of July. Mm. Released uh, July 29th, nineteen eighty eight. Thirty years. Wow. Every year growing. growing so greater we, in in some in, depending on where you are in the world. Yes. Right now. International Dateline. Yeah. The, International Dateline. Time zones. Exactly. Western, Eastern time. Yeah. Pacific, Northwest time. Yeah, exactly. North Pole, South North Pole. North Pole time, South Pole time. Exactly. Equator time. Absolutely. You, wouldn't that be great if the time zones went north to south? I mean, we could do anything we want if we just had the uh, motivation And just it. the Southern Hemisphere just has a very different conception of what it means to be night. Yeah, I think that'd be great. They When it's dark out, they call it the day. And when, yeah. and when it's, it's bright like, out, they call it the night. Call the night, yeah, because yeah. it's the PM. Exactly. They do everything crazy there. It's a bizarre land. And there's fewer people there, so it's fine. No one lives there. No, basically no one lives in the Southern Hemisphere. So, 
anyway, depending on what time zone you're in, it may already be cocktail day for you. Yeah. That's that's a subtext in the movie. We have an Australian coming to America, you know. I mean, people people don't really comment the fact that this basically is a backhand sequel to Crocodile Dundee. I was going to say a backhand sequel to Coming to America. Yeah. Before is was this made before Coming to America? Yeah, I think that's 89. Wow. So it was a it was a prequel. Crocodile Dundee was 86. So this fits in, in the timeline. This fits in between Crocodile Dundee and Coming to America. It's in the Dundee verse. It's perfect because it's Crocodile Dundee comes to America. Exactly. It, wow. Okay, and then goes to Jamaica. 1986. I nailed it. I'm I'm, I'm on a good roll with this. And coming to America. Let's get a. Let's, what, what are you saying? You're saying that based upon where you are, either. Oh, actually. It, well, it, today very well may be. Although, unless you're listening on the podcast, you know and then it's not. What? Mia culpa. Well, I'll save it for May a correction. Yes. I'll save it for correction. Save it for correction. Can we correct things on the show that we're yeah. currently recording? Great. Okay. Well, well, wow. Right. Hello and welcome to Corrections. So we have uh, one big correction here. Yeah, uh, and this one's hot and breaking. Hot so and breaking, I is that claimed, a phrase? I claimed earlier that Coming to America came out after Cocktail. Yeah. It happened in 1989. Sure. It actually came out in June 29th, 1988. Oh. One month to the day, weirdly on a Thursday. Do movies come out on Thursdays? Coming to America does. That's great. Yeah, so uh, it came out on uh, June 29th. When do movies normally come out? Oh, no, no, like sorry. A that, that, that's, that's a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday, okay. uh, which, I mean, you know, sometimes you want a midweek hump day. But a movie or a movie normally come out on a Friday? Is that how that works? Are you asking me if movies usually come <laughs> out on Fridays? I don't go to a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, movies come out Friday unless it's, And then there's like a midnight it's Thursday like Thanksgiving thing. or Christmas. Sure, maybe and, and then they all come out on Friday. All the movies that year come out that day. What? <laughs> What so I mean yeah because you go to like a Thursday night midnight thing for a movie that's coming out Friday yeah that's 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 now a thing Thursday midnight is yeah. like the 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 hardcore crew comes out yes the uh, HCC exactly and then the normies come out Friday night wow and then the lazy people come out Saturday Saturday morning. matinee Saturday morning oh sa- yeah Saturday morning matinee exactly yeah and then the churchgoers come after church on Sunday. Uh, fun fact about coming to America. Because uh, they don't go outside otherwise. You know who plays Eddie Murphy's uh, mother? Yeah. Yes, Eddie Murphy. Nope. Oh. Madge Sinclair. That was a pretty good guess, though, right? Madge Sinclair. Madge Sinclair? Yeah. Wow. You know, who, you know what connects. other famous Convoy royal mother she coming plays? to America. A famous royal mother? Yeah. Uh, she pl- uh, uh, The mother in... Um, in... <laughs> What am I thinking of? Um, the Princess Diaries. <laughs> Very good guess. <laughs> the Lion King. She was. Oh. The, she was the Lion Queen. Yes, of course. She uh, was. Uh, let's say the name of the Lion Queen. 
Three, two, one. I'm not sure. Actually, Mufasa. Uh, yes, that's correct. Uh, I forget her. I forget. S- S- he, Singala. Singala. Sinala. That's right. Sinala. Allow it. Sing- but actually, same couple from America, Lion King. Same couple. Wait, you cut off the end of the theme song. What are you doing over here? Well, you, you were getting handsy. I, <laughs> Whoa, this is nice. I like this. That's scene what I figured. What if instead of all this mucking around with various various other things, what if we roll right into spoiler alert? I'd say... Sorry, sorry who left the spoilers out? I would say one roll, NBM. Never be mucking. Never be mucking. But first, we're going to look up the name of... Singa- who is Singala. Simba's mother? Singal, Singal. Who is Simba's parents? Well, this is great. There's a little Google result for Simba's parents. Google automatic paternity test. <laughs> you don't know that Google. I don't. There's a lot of controversy. Okay, Mufasa. You know we know that much. Yeah. And then his mother, Sarabi. 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 Yeah. So Sarabi's full story. Where was Simba's mother in The Lion King two? There's a lot of, a lot of deep. A lot of, lot of, but she went from being, you know, one of the most famous characters of the '70s, uh, widow woman. Yeah. Uh, to being one uh, of the royalty. most famous characters of the '90s, and she was royalty again and again and again. Okay. Uh, okay. So this we, is where we spoil it for you. Yes. Spoiler alert. Uh, it's not as bad as last time. Sorry. Spoil. Who let the spoilers out? This is. I, I will say this. This is not as bad as last time. There's still a lot of text here. But it's better than next time. It's better than last time. Better than next time. Better than next time. Worse than last time. Feeling disappointed in himself, he runs to Jordan's. Oh wait! Before we do wait, this, we what? need to do Keyline Pie. Isn't we, that isn't no? That, okay, well we did it before. Well, we, I think we need to get a sense of what's happening in these five minutes before we talk about key lines. Okay, well last time was Keyline first, I'm, but I agree, it could be second. Yeah, I mean I love the transition there; it was great. Feeling disappointed in himself, he runs to Jordan's residence. Instead of Jordan, he meets her friend Dulcie, who tells him Jordan took a flight back to New York the previous night. Dulcie asks what Flanagan had done to Jordan to make her leave so abruptly, a question that Flanagan is not capable or responding to. Flanagan is back to his residence and is in great thought and self-disappointment when he hears a knock at his door. Showing up at his door was Bonnie, the lady from the previous night. She claimed to have been thinking about That's him good clarification. <laughs> That's the, I've, our, our, our writer added something there. The lady from the previous night. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it's when you're a nice, text. Yeah, yeah, a nice through line of just reminding us who she is. Do you Good. think we can package this as like a novelization and make some quick bucks? Do we own? I, I don't know if we established the chain of of rights here for this summary. Do we do we own full copyright to this? Uh, let's assume so. Yeah. Uh, so she's been up thinking about him all day, and what she felt had no cure. She did not hope for Brian Flanagan to send her away like that, feeling it would interfere with her business and make all the checks she would write would be bad. (laughs) (laughs) That uses more words than were used in the movie to describe that. Sure. He knows what pays the bills. She seduces him into accepting that he did not want her to go. Later at the yacht with Douglas, Flanagan realizes his friend was into stocks and the market. Douglas defends himself. (laughs) Such a good summary of that. It's a great reveal. (laughs) Douglas defends himself that his talent was reading between the lines, and this was what the market entailed. Brian confesses and states that he admitted that he did not see the possibilities of Douglas being set up with such a rich life 
And this is wife. I had this just moment of dread as you started to embark on the summary of this conversation between the two of them, where yeah. it's like this was a quick conversation, but I know we're going to be here forever we in this are. summary. I mean, when you say Ryan confesses and states that he admitted, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you could just say uh, that's, Brian says, yeah, Brian yeah. says, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one nope. of the rules by uh, James uh, James Elmore. Uh, if you need to say says, say says. Never say any word other than said for hmm. anything. Nice, James Elroy. Well, me. I I more right. I, Elmore, I go Elmore even Elmore James. Excuse me, I, I've, no, no. What L the, L Ron Hubbard? Holy God! Uh, I go I'm, I go even more extreme than that. I think if you're writing and you and you have a quote, just have the quote. My, That's what all the cool writers are doing warped. these days. What is happening? Elmore Leonard. Elmore Leonard. Who would have forgotten Elmore Leonard? Yeah, that really. I mean, you, you seen Jackie Brown, right? Every yes. Yeah, that's Elmore Leonard book. Oh, I see. Huh. Yeah. I uh, thought it was a Quentin Tarantino movie, but it's an Elmore Leonard book hmm. named Cuba Libre. Connection oh. to cocktail. Interesting. Did, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's keep going. Uh, rich life and wife. Douglas states that he did not. He had not forgotten who his friends were and makes a proposal to Flanagan. His father-in-law was opening up a joint in Manhattan, the biggest of its kind. His offer to Flanagan... I mean, I will say his father-in-law wasn't actually opening it up. He was basically allowing Coughlin to open it up. His offer to Flanagan was that he should go back with them to New York to, so he could take up the position of head bartender at the new joint. Flanagan turns down the offer and states that he had made plans of his own. This was because Bonnie was hooking him up with the business she was into, and he hoped to return to New York with her. However, Douglas points out that even though Flanagan acted like he had made a breakthrough with Bonnie, his conscience was weighing him down. He stated that if Jordan had not taken a flight back to New York in the night, he would have gone back to her and begged for her forgiveness. As a result of this, Douglas Douglas bets Flanagan on a bottle of Louis the 13th bottle, a $500 bottle drink. Five hundred bottle drink. Five hundred dollar bottle drink. Five hundred dollar bottle drink. Saying Brian would be working for him by St. Patrick's Day, Flanagan agrees to the bet. Back in New York, Flanagan is awakened by the sounds of Bonnie watching a morning video in her apartment. One of those morning videos. Great morning video, yeah. Anytime you turn a VHS in the morning, it's a morning video. Pop in a morning. I love a good morning video. I love a good red eye in a morning video. And asks him to get her a carrot juice from the refrigerator. Flanagan already seems exhausted by this, as he comments that was his experience every morning. Getting her the juice, Bonnie is on the phone with her... Getting her the juice. Getting her the juice. That's what he pays some big bucks for. Uh, Her sales manager, Tony Scaduto, who Flanagan thought was in Mexico, but apparently got back to New York. She was to meet him at the office in 15 minutes. She reminds him that he was supposed to pick her up at 7 p.m. Flanagan inquires about his marketing ideas he had suggested to her. Her response is that she did not want the staff members thinking she was shoving him down their throats. This is where he made up all the volume here. I mean, he had, uh, he was catching up. Okay, we're not gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna just go right into here. Here we go. We let the uh, spoilers up. I think we did. Well, we did. This is the uh, Keyline Pie theme song. So we are about to. Uh, we both have, have jotted down. Our key lines for the episode. Yes. Now we let's did. see if we match. Uh, okay. Uh, do we? What do we? Do we reveal these at once, or do we exchange them? I forget what we happens. Exchange we exchange them. Okay. And then we get each other. And then we get it, and we read them at the same time. Uh, or what do we do? Read them at the same time. Okay. Ready. Three. Is, is this is this facing up? It's facing me. But is it? Right yes. Side up? Oh yeah, yeah. Is okay. this right side up? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now ready. Three, two, one. A these plane ride home will cure that. Very tasty. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was well. We actually should have an order. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. I mean, you want you read you read mine right now. But it would be great if we matched. Well, read mine. These drinks are going to be very tasty. I considered that. I'll read yours. A plane ride home will cure that. Yes. And that has been key line five. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> That's what everyone needs. Is <laughs> a little dose of who let the dogs out. How about some of this? Okay. Let's just let's like a you know really uh, abrupt. No, I mean like just we just are making things happen. Let's go we straight are, to the sink. We three two. Whoa! One. Hold on! Hold three, two, on! One. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! I mean, I three, three two, two one. one. Three two, two one. one sink. Go. I didn't even explain what we're supposed to do. Well, if you have, I love this. <laughs> if you have, if you have uh, a copy of cocktail. You should go and grab... Oh, and a correction. I think last time I spent the whole episode saying it was the 11th five minutes, and it was actually the 12th. This is not the time for correction. So now I know. Now you should grab the 13th five minutes of cocktail, load that up, loop it, lock it, get it with us. Hey, Dulcie. If you're hearing Hey, Dulcie right now, then you're you a are... Bit late. Jordan. <laughs> about she right. She on a flight back to New York late last night. That's still there. Okay. Wow, we're less than twenty minutes in, and we have we've taken care of so much. Yes, we're a lot of time for the analysis. I yes, we if nothing else, this podcast is an exercise in doing the same thing over and over again, slightly faster every time. Better every time. That's what life is. Better. It's waking up every day stronger, and every day being better. Yeah. Yes. I mean, do you think? I mean, do you think is that your goal every morning? You wake um, up in the morning and you say, "Today is going to be a better day." I than wake yesterday. up in the morning and I say, "It's addicting." <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, yeah. Bonnie's day has been going for probably four hours at that point. Hi. Bonnie has been jazzercising for four hours. Yes, I was trying to find out. Okay, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. Yes, we are. So, so we're now in the uh, deep analysis of the, of the film, which of is what the thirteenth, thirteen-five five minutes, minutes of, of cocktail. Yes, uh, and the question is, how are we going to break this down? Well, uh, we've got we've got the Jamaica remaining Jamaica scenes. So you want to talk about? Let's talk scene by scene. I want to talk scene by scene. First, we've got the Dulcie scene. We got the Dulcie scene, or the dull scene for short. The dull scene, yes. Okay, so we got the dull the dull scene, if you know what I mean. I, I did not appreciate. That. Okay, we got the dull scene. Then we got the Bonnie scene. The Bond scene. The Bond scene. We got the dull scene. The Bond scene. Yeah. Then we've got the the cog scene. Cog cog is in the biz. Coglin and Flanagan on a boat, which is yeah. a great scene. I love that. Oh, I love everything about this. Scene. <laughs> um, great scene. Um, we are seeing it right now. And we have an establishing shot in New York City. Yes. And then we have the New York Bonnie scene. The, the, morning morning with Bonnie in New York City. <laughs> that's a, that's a I mean. That would wake you up. What, Bonnie? No, I mean like jazzercising. Yeah, I mean it's, yes, that would wake me up. Yeah, I mean, it's loud. Yeah, I mean, have, yeah. You ever, have you ever been important in your life where you're watching morning programming on television? Uh, every day of my life. I mean, what, what do you turn on in the morning? Uh, morning programming. Cheddar TV. Yes, I turn on Cheddar TV every morning. Yeah. Do they have an obnoxious morning show? Because I'm like sure they do. I've not turned on Cheddar TV in the morning, but maybe yeah. I should look into that. There, 
I mean, have you ever turned on like the Good Morning Americas, the Today Shows, the Regis and Kathy oh, Lee slash Ripa? I've, slash I've definitely seen them. I've I've had them on a TV, maybe not entirely intentionally in a morning. Yes, they're tough to take when your brain is working, but when your brain is like not on yet, it just it is just yelling at you to wake up. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. what they're designed for. It works. I yeah. mean, I appreciate it. Yes. Uh, right now, it's it's Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest, which is like I think that's an interesting pairing. No, it's not. It's not interesting because <laughs> they're. I, I think they. You need someone with gravitas, like like Regis, Regis Philbin. Exactly. Yes, exactly, exactly. And there's no gravitas there. Oh, the New York City sounds. Those are the sounds of the city. Uh, okay, so we got we got a bunch of bunch of pieces here. We've got ooh, Jazzer's eyes. Okay, very good. So, that's yeah. We we have jazzercise. Um, so, <laughs> gentlemen, we have jazzercise. Gentlemen, start your jazzercise. Uh, it's addictive. So you are describing four scenes. Yes. Do you want to go through in order? Um, yes. So so let's start with uh, d- let's start with dull scene. Uh, yeah, so Dulce, yes. okay, so it starts off. It starts off with our hero, uh, Brian Flanagan, yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, sorry, keep going. What well, what are you doing with my paper? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I I can't read what you wrote. Remember, you're picking me up at seven tonight. I'm watching uh, Ellen write with a with a pen. Okay. Did you tell him about my marketing ideas? Yeah, yeah. I okay, know. good. All right. Just Much better than saying that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're running Cocktail 13 clean right now. Good. Uh, good. Very good. Um, anyway. Okay. Yes. So, so uh, short story. <laughs> first, let's talk about the first part of the first scene. We where we have a really odd <laughs> auditory intrusion on the film, which seems... If, I mean, it's well, a novel well, choice. Then, when it comes around, there's steel drums playing. Yeah, and then we hear <laughs> another steel drum sound, but it enters the fact that your DualShock Four controller was was disconnected. Yes, it does. It's a message that scrolls across the top of the screen. Says DualShock Four disconnected. Did you have this recording overnight when you did this? <laughs> I think I may have left this recording and gone to sleep. Yes, and then at some point, like the battery died. At some point, the controller would have turned off automatically. Yeah. And then would have issued a notification, which appears over the film. It's odd there's not a similar one in, in Convoy. So, okay, so when we last left, yeah. Flanagan wakes up in the morning in woman jail, which is him looking out at the bars of being in Bonnie's bed. Yep. Uh, bond bed. Bond bed. And he realizes he made a mistake. So he immediately says, I'm going to run over. Go to, back to Shoe. To where Shoe is. Yep. Shoe, Shoe, Shoe Town. Shoe Town. Uh, and this, if, if you notice, he goes by. It's he he goes by foot. Yeah, I don't know how close this is, but the exterior of the shoe place we've seen before. Yes, because he picked her up in his jeep. Exactly. Yes. So he has a motor conveyance, which yeah. he chooses not to use. Yes. That might have been. Well, maybe Bonnie's beach. Bonnie is staying at the same resort, so maybe Bonnie's room is like pretty close to Shoe's room. Well, let's talk about what the place is they're at. Isn't it a bit weird? It is like a, it's a full-out house, right? Uh, it looks like I mean, a Victorian house. No, I mean, no, they're, they're cabanas. This is like a Victorian... No, it's a nice... It's like a bed and breakfast. No, they're nice cabanas. It's a, it's a resort. It's a cabana resort. 
What a cabana is like big enough for two people to lay on lounge chairs. This is like no, a house. no. I mean, their cabana. Their I mean, cabana is a term, but they're they're expanded cabanas. They're expandabanas. <laughs> okay, let's look at f- Im- cabana. Like this is a cabana. It is basically like two or three walls. This is not what she's staying at. This is. Sure, but oh, there you go. See, some of these cabanas, very no, I mean not a pool cabana, <laughs> the pool cabana, not a pool cabana, not a pool cabana. No, look up hashtag not a pool. Okay, look up, look up, um, hotel cabana, uh, cabana, a hut or shelter from the Spanish cognate of cabin. I mean cabin exactly. I mean people say cabin, and cabin could mean large place. Is it? Can you think of any other words that are basically foreign languages adapting an English word and then it being put back into English? Because they took cabin, said yeah, cabana. Yes, and then we took and we it. said, oh, cabana. We like that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, cocktail. Yeah. Well, we've already talked quite a bit about that. Well, next time around, look at it and say it's a it's like a whole bed and breakfast. Yeah. This, this if this house sure. plopped down into, you know, Sunnyvale, California, mm-hmm. or Palo Alto, it'd be worth three four million dollars. Yeah, sure, but it's not. It's High in Jamaica. Mon. Um, mon. Uh, on a, a on a resort. Okay, so in any case, he needs to get back to Shu. Yeah. So he says, "I will run back to where I know she's staying." Yep. Dulcie's Dulcie's spot. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess they're all together. Yes. And he says, let's not go in the front door. He almost, like, walks away. He has to give himself courage to walk down the path. For whatever reason, the front door, like, when she left earlier, she did not leave through the front door. She left through this weird garden path. Yeah, the back path. So maybe they only stay on the on the, on the the dock. Maybe they never go inside and they just hang out in that. Sitting on the dock of Cabana. I mean, is it possible? I th- well, I mean, I think he he's going around. He no, he goes and he tries to knock on the door, doesn't he? Watch it. No, something. Okay. Watch well, I'll, I'll watch it next time. Yeah. So then, but I mean, he whatever he finds Dulcie. So he's hoping to find Shu. Yes. And he goes back there and only finds Dulcie. Dulcie, yes. of course, is Champagne Girl. Champagne Girl. Uh, Shu's friend. She's the champagne friend. drinker. Yes. The enthusiastic well, champagne drinker. We were drinker. always assuming that she was taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently that's very Taken care of. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. So we, we but, um, and she's she's still hanging out. She, however, went home. That's an interesting dynamic they have. And what does is, what is Brian say when he goes to her? And this is interesting. Yes. Because for the first time in the movie, we hear Shu's name. Yes, it's very weird that it happens at this context. And do you know the the line exactly as 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 spoken and written in the transcriptions? He says, "Jordan." Nope. He says, "Jordan." He says, "Hey, Dulcie." Hey, Dulcie. Where's, where's Jordan? Where's uh? Where's a uh, Jordan? I was actually that was going to be possibly okay. my key line. Is where's a uh, Jordan? Okay, he's running on a path. He's running on a path. He's going by a large structure. He's going around. You're right. This is a mansion. He's going around the side of some stairs through an archway. And he's like, oh, I'm going to see her because she's going to be out in the yard. He's curling up his sleeves. He's very nervous. He's walking back. He sees the beach area. He sees Dulcie. He sees Dulcie and someone else. That looks like Owen, actually. Where's uh, Jordan? She left on a flight back to New York late last night. What'd you do to her anyway? (sighs) Crushing. Did you see... Dulcie is sitting there with Owen. Is it? Uh, yeah. Are you sure? I'm a, pretty sure. Which would make which would make sense because they 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 found love. Yeah, cute ambulance driver. You know. Yeah. 
He knows where he's Cute champagne go. drinker. You know, they're meant for each other. <laughs> that would be a good alternate <laughs> movie happening in the background. <laughs> yeah. Dulcie and Owen. Dulcie and Owen. Um, so it is interesting. And also, she says it's Bonnie. It's as it's as this moment when everything breaks, the perfect place of Jamaica. Where everyone, no one has names. Everyone now has a name. Everyone now has a name and they're saying them constantly. Up until now, yeah. he has never been able to say who Shu is. Now who Shu is. Shu Shu. She has made shoo, concrete shoo. into Jordan. And it's weird. He's like, where's and he looks away like he's actually pulling it out of the recesses of his head. Yeah. He says, uh, Where's um uh, Where's uh Jordan? Yeah. Well, she, they don't really use first names that much. She left on a flight last night. Which she saw him leaving with Bonnie from the bar and then probably, she's immediately I'm booking a flight home. 2 to 3 in the morning, right? Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> she's out of there. She's on the she's, so she's on headed the to the airport. Yep. And then immediately after that she she says, "Okay, I can go home. Rest till morning." It's like, "Nope. I'm going to Go to a travel agency. Yep. I'm going. I mean, did she, is there an airport there where you can book tickets I, at three I in mean, the morning? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's an airport, but yeah, going that late is pretty interesting. Well, I mean, unless she has a private plane. Yes. In which case, it would be waiting there for her at any moment I mean, on even, the runway. Even in the best of cases, it would be extremely expensive. To book a flight in the middle of the night to fly out in the middle of the night. Well, when when you're in that sort of a situation, you just got to get out <laughs> of there that by any means. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because we are assuming that she doesn't have much money because she's, she's well, she, she she's, she's a waitress. waitress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, I, I mean, do you think Dulcie bankrolled this? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Dulcie, I looked up information. Uh, the actress. Yes. Uh, Andrea Dovin, uh, hmm. born as Andrea Morse. Oh. Have you ever watched Mad Men? Yes. You know Burt Cooper? Uh, the yes. older person? Yeah. Uh, that's Robert Morse, the actor. That's her father. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So uh, if you want more information about Andrea uh, Dovin, I, I do. Here is her Wikipedia page. Uh, yeah. No Wikipedia page. That's not, a, I'm looking at it. It's not a Wikipedia page. Here is her IMDb. Unless Wikipedia has added large ads for uh, Winnie the Pooh in the background. Here is the IMDb page. Yes. Andrea Dovin was born and raised in New York City into a show business family. Her father, Robert Morse, actor of stage and screen, and mother, Kel DeAndrea, dancer in the original West Side Story Broadway stage and film. She spent her life, life working in the theater industry. At 17, she's one of 30 among 3,000 auditions for one of the most prestigious four-year acting conservatory programs in the country. At 25 years old, Andrea decided to put her acting career on the shelf and accepted a job opportunity... As a bartender, assisting Tom Cruise, it was the smartest. Wait, this was wait, this was when nineteen uh, uh, at twenty five years old, and she was born. Uh, no, no, no. But what? What? When? What year was it? this? Was before cocktail or after cocktail? Um, that's a good question. It says at twenty five years old. So let me see if I got her her birthday. I don't have her birthday. <laughs> I think. Well, he, does she look twenty-five in this, or older, or younger? I'd say she looks up exactly twenty-five. So you think they met in this movie, and he said, "I want you to be my assistant." She he offered the assistantship, and she took it and ran with it. It was the smartest decision, as she quickly moved. Because she got Tom Cruise stock. As she quickly moved to the top and ran his company for nearly 20 years. Wow. Over those years, she ran the day-to-day operation of Tom Cruise's company single-handedly. What's Tom Cruise's company's name? Uh, do you want to know? Yeah. 
It is called uh, it is called Odin Productions. Wow, because he is basically so. Is, a, is Tom Cruise an employee of Odin Productions? And if you want to hire he's Tom a Cruise, humble servant of Odin Productions. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to hire Tom Cruise, you're paying Odin Productions for uh, <laughs> for for Tom for the rights to Tom Cruise. I believe so. I think she was. Uh, by the way, if someone is trying to call now, we're, we're talking. You can text into eight five five seven two three nine zero one zero. Unless you're listening on the podcast, and then you still can, but we probably won't get it. Uh, yes, yeah, she was the executive director of Odin Productions. Sure. What was his role? He was a actor. Tom Cruise. <laughs> this is a business card. Tom Cruise, actor, Odin Productions. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so, over those years, she ran the day-to-day operation of Tom Cruise's company, single-handedly handled... That's an awkward phrase. Single-handedly handled. Single-handled. Single-handled. All human resource-related functions provided logistical... Does that just mean support. hiring Tom... <laughs> yes. Hiring and firing Tom Cruise. The HR department. <laughs> HR. It's a two-employee company, her and Tom Cruise. Exactly. So, the HR department is... <laughs> Managing her employment, managing Tom Cruise's employment. Exactly. Yes. Logistical support. And for it was artists. a real tough day when she had to fire Tom Cruise. Very hard. He had to tighten belts. Logistical support for the artist, producer, engaged in film productions around the world. This involved an abundance of international travel, location establishment, hiring and management of all personnel, and daily coordination with all business management and PR professionals. Andrea is best known. How many by- PR people do you think Tom Cruise has? Uh, well, for twenty years, it was just Andrea. No, uh, no, hiring of PR. You said just hire coordination. Not, she just hired herself. Oh, she roles. was coordinating PR. I think it's a two-person company. Yeah. Andrea is best known by any slash all who have worked for or with her as someone who can make the trains run. <laughs> she can make them run in any industry or organization she joins. <laughs> but, I mean, mostly the Tom Cruise train. But yeah, yeah. She can make any trains run in as any long industry. as Tom Cruise is on the train. Uh, in 2005, after giving birth to her remarkable son, Lance wow. Duffin, <laughs> he is remarkable. I, when is, who wrote this article? Uh, I'll reveal it at the end. Okay. She accepted an executive position at a tech company as the VP Human Resources. Interesting. Andrea, Which tech company? I'm not sure. Andrea is hardworking, wait, dedicated- Wait, wait, wait. Well, let's look that up. I have a What's guess, her- though. I have a, well, hold on a okay, second. Okay, all right. Andrea is a hardworking, dedicated, organized executive with excellent leadership, administrative, and problem-solving skills, an extraordinary record of establishing and effectively managing slash handling personnel at any level, excellent people skills. Andrea has the ability to pick up and learn what is needed and wanted in any industry slash work environment and quickly becomes the one everyone depends on. She has become an effective, integral part of any organization she's a part of to this day. She is called upon by professionals in a variety of industries to help them hire and place qualified employees in their organizations. Now, her one weakness, we're going to say it together, three, two, one, champagne. Oh, Oh. let's say she works too hard. Oh, she works too hard. IMDb mini biography by Andrea Dovin. Okay. (laughs) You can write your own IMDb biography? She did, and she did. And it's, it's quite the... For quite the biography, if you wrote it yourself. All right. So, by the way, so what what tech company do we think she's employed by? Well, here is one more. Here is here is audio Andrea recently. This is this is worth listening to. So let me just play. How is no, no, it? Andrea really Dovin, not Andrea recently. Okay, now I'm going to go back to this because you can. And, uh, 
So that's how it is. Really uptone and theta and fun and insouciant, and I've never had so much fun. Uh, what? Whole tone level raised, and what? I'm obviously uh, plugging this course very heavily. But CC, 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 we have a place where we can do this and where you can bring anybody and they can take the, all those beautiful Div 6 what? courses. What? I did them all almost, and, 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 and just key out and. Have some what? coffee and talk to theta people. What? And, and half and of these words make sense. She wants to talk to theta people. So I mean, is this is this proof that Tom Cruise was Scientology before cocktail? So uh, okay, so his wife at the time, Mimi Rogers, not confused with CCC. Tom, wait, Tom Cruise's wife at the time? Yeah, Mimi Rogers. Okay. Uh, she got him into Scientology. I see. CCCC. I CCCC. I want to talk with people. I want to. I want to div six with some people. Take some div six courses. What What is a div six course? So div she, six course. So she, basically, she is an incredibly high level Scientologist, Andrea Dovin. She is. Uh, mm-hmm. She is level eight, uh, which is the highest level of spiritual spiritual enlightenment someone can reach. I so think she's given a lot of money. She's given a lot of money. Yeah. Now she can like basically move things with her mind. She's like a super super hero now. Um, wow. I okay. Here's I'm on I'm on a course website. There are there are five types of courses. I'm sure, it's installing malware right now. Yeah, I know. I'm it's Bitcoin being mined in the background to support Scientology. All right. Uh, the course categories are ethics and survival. Interesting survival. Goals and purposes, survival and prosperity. So survival is in two of these. There's two different tracks that both involve survival. Uh, Marriage, Jordan. that's a whole category. And then children. Marriage is a sentence. Yeah, well, there's three courses Marriage on it. Marriage is a life so sentence. You want to you know what the three courses on marriage are? Creating a successful marriage, mm-hmm. maintaining a happy marriage, and salvaging a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, wow, this is great. This is great. So I'll get back to happiness you once shared. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, so her husband is Michael Dovin. Michael uh, Douglas. Uh, yeah. So, so Andrea Morris had aspirations to be an actress and was working in York theaters when she was hired to work part time as his assistant in the late 1980s. A few years later, another Scientologist joined Tom's team. His name was Michael Dovin. Michael and Andrea started dating and eventually married. Uh, what's really interesting is Andrea and Michael were both intimately involved in reporting on Tom when he was drifting away from Scientology. Mm. So basically, his own assistants were making sure that he did not leave the Church of Scientology. Uh, so that's why you surround. They always say surround yourself with people <laughs> that are going to help you when you're down. Exactly. So I just find that all like a funny rabbit's hole to dive into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I'm trying to figure out the tech company. You said you had a, and uh, you had a guess. Well, I think it's a celebrity care center of Scientology or something. I think that's it's not a, a tech company, though. Yeah, it's it's helping instruments that measure your thetan levels. That's tech. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's technology. Great. Okay, I'm, I'm just assuming. Okay, so we got her in here, and she is Dulcie. Isn't, isn't that funny to think of if 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 Champagne Girl, the minor character in the movie, was not hired? There's a, there's a chance that Tom Cruise would not be a Scientologist, but and also would be far less successful. Exactly. Yes. She managed. She made the trains run. Yes, but he. I mean, he might have gotten a larger share of the profits if Odin Productions <laughs> hadn't sucked away so much of his personal wealth. Well, I'm sure it was all spent on very valuable things. <laughs> 
Um, I bet that yeah. Looking, it'd be great to just dig into the books of Odin Productions. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want, I want twenty years of accounting books, accounting manuals, account. What do they call them? Ledgers, ledgers. I want twenty years of ledgers from Odin Productions. And I just wanna, I wanna curl up on a nice sunny afternoon. With a glass of wine and the Odin Productions accounting ledgers. <laughs> the, the website, according to Crunchbase.com, is uh, is OdinProductions.nl, which is the mm. Netherlands website that now yeah. introduces Caroline Neusterhoff. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened here. Uh, the company is ranked... Uh, it's the 93,879th ranked site in Crunchbase. Wow. Well, they're getting there. <laughs> so, is are they you think they're an IPO anytime soon? She started. Okay, good. This is useful. Crunchbase says Andrea Dovin started as executive director October 1986. There you go. So before the movie? That's weird. So she well, I mean that's fine. She might might have been Tom Cruise might have been like, "Oh, I know someone who could be the the, the Dulcy girl." Yeah. Hey there, Dulcy girl. Yeah, so incredible stuff. Uh, that's that's incredible stuff. That's so Dulcy. Uh, oh, that was a great show. I love that. So, so here's Dulcy. a question for you: What did Brian do to her, Jordan? Jordan? Yeah. What did Brian do to her? Well, I Put mean, yourself in shoes, 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 shoes. Shoes saw him with Bonnie. Did, did like was. Jordan's life incomplete and then it became complete and now it's wrecked and, again? Well, yeah, once you have something good and all of a sudden not having it is is a, you know, now you feel you feel a loss where before you didn't. I don't think Jordan should feel any loss because No, she really shouldn't, but she does. <laughs> she d- I mean, uh, it's it's okay, but it, it the question's asked, okay, so she left late last night. Yeah. And on a brought, jet plane. Yes. And he says Okay, and then like leaves. Sure, he takes it pretty well after the. Well, what's he gonna do? What's he? Is he gonna rant to Dulcie about what? What did you do to her? And he and he blows that question off. I'm not gonna answer that. Yeah, walks away. Well, why would he answer that to Dulcie? He doesn't want to give Dulcie any more information. Do you think Dulcie wanted to know? No, Dulcie didn't want to know. Dulcie is done with Shu. Dulcie's hanging out with Owen in Jamaica. (laughs) I mean. are you saying like everyone's relationship here isn't really strong enough that they have to like actually it sounds like everyone is expendable in each other's lives hey, right roughly I, I think the person next to uh, Dulcie down there is actually white she left on a flight they're wearing Owen's shirt though let's be clear about that so do you think Owen was was mugged <laughs> yeah. his shirt was taken away <laughs> yes uh, okay anything else in this first scene other than the fact nope. that this dual oh, shock, um, I do. I so love the sound matching one, exactly. What sound? Uh, the the dual shock disconnected matches the steel drums perfectly. I'll yes. play that next time around. I'll yes. play that. Uh, and then I I like that. So run for the shelter is playing. Oh yeah, the third reprise of it. Of run for well, it's it probably is it the third? Yeah, okay, it's the third. Because it it, it, it we was hear it, it in the in the it, kangaroo jacks. Yes, yeah, and, and then, then we hear it when she's crying the beach. and it's sad, and, and then now it goes we hear down it again. And it, yep, and then we hear it again, and then it transitions. Does it transition to a different song, or is that just a different part of that song? That's a different part, I believe, because it transitions into this thing with these lyrics I can't understand. They're in Jamaican. Mon, Mon. did you did you pick up on that? No, let's listen this time around. Okay, uh, but let's wait. Let's wait silently until then. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's turn this off. 
people are still trying to call. I don't know what'll What's happen. happening? I don't know. Do you want to take the call? No, I don't want to take the call. I don't want to take the call either. Uh, text us if you want. They're probably not. Well, well we can't even see text because this thing hasn't updated for a week. What? Yeah, here's my tweet from last week, which is a day ago. What? What? We yep. So we're not gonna any text you send us, we are not gonna be able to see. I think we will. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, we have then Flanagan and Bonnie. So he goes back. He says, "Okay, I am uh, Jordan is no longer on the island. I know her name now, mm. and she's no longer on the island. Mm-hmm. Dulce doesn't like me, mm. and that's between the scenes. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like me, but she will work for me. Uh, <laughs> she will run my." Business empire. She will show practical problem-solving skills. Yes. Her executive leadership. Uh, so then he goes by and just kind of hangs out in his space. And for the first time, we see reveal of a masculine bedroom space. Mm. It's, it's it's his is his bro den. It's the it's the yeah it's the flan Flanagan bro den. The flan pad. Flan pad. Okay. And it is at no sooner do we see him basically recuperating, recovering, than it is invaded by Bonnie. Yes. She knocks on the door. Yeah. Comes in. She broke the bro code. Yeah. You know what she did? What? She asked the guys at the bar where he lives. Yeah. The guys at the bar told her. Uh, and that, that's, 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 that's not cool. No. That's no. His, that's his bro pad. Uh, yeah. Someone asks, okay, you are, you're a coworker of someone. Yeah. Someone else comes up to you and asks <laughs> where, where your coworker lives. I tell them. <laughs> well, okay, two questions. One, but I'm not a good bro. Do Do you know where your coworker lives? I know where all my coworkers live. Good, that's a good practice to have. Okay, because if they don't show up at work in the morning, you, you to... need to know where to find them. Yeah, exactly. Okay, two, do you give out that information? Yes. Okay, yeah. great. Well, that explains this whole situation. Exactly. Okay, there's I mean, this whole yes. I mean, if you're working for a place where people are probably hungover, you do need to know where they are so you can go grab them. Exactly. Yeah. You for the morning d- shift, drag them, to drag the them out of bed, put them in the bar, tell them to make drinks. Throw a red eye. Yes. Uh, so okay, so there's this whole exchange, Bonnie Flanagan, where you got you got her trying to convince him to stay with her, and it's this whole thing about like he's just so irresistible that it's gonna her whole business empire is gonna cave in if 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 they don't if he doesn't stay with her. Yeah, I mean she likes. Him. Great. I mean, yep. I mean, the thing is, he he doesn't like her. He only no. did it because he was bet by by uh, Douglas. Yep. And when he's bet- very unhappy throughout this whole five minutes, <laughs> and it's pretty great. It's really good. <laughs> he's getting he's getting his. Yes. Uh, I mean, and basically says like, I can't stop thinking about you, Brian Flanning. And he says, A plane ride home will cure all that. Yeah. He's, I mean, get out of here. It worked for Jordan. Um, and <laughs> and basically says you can't send me away like that. She'll be very bad at her business. Um, and she doesn't actually say in the scene uh, that she is going to actually use him in any professional capacity. Yeah. These guys are top sales, okay. babe. I can't treat them like Now let's listen to the opening of this. Yep. He was running for the shelter of his love, which is a dock. Hey, Dulcie. It's after this. Where's uh, Jordan? She left on a flight back to New York late last night. 
What'd you do to her anyway? Cool right sunglasses. Here. Right here. Shelter of your love. Oh, okay. It's the same song. This <laughs> thing, Shelter of Your Love. I, unrecognizable. Okay. All right. I mean, I should have seen that one coming. Yeah, fine. Okay. I mean, I yeah, I don't I don't know that song super well, so. Does it make sense there's an auction tank in the back of his room like that? It's weird there's an auction tank in his room, but I guess as a bartender, you might need it. Yeah, if, in case you need some oxygen. Yep. Uh, how cool is his room? Would you? Uh, his room is not cool. I mean, it's... Well, it's, it's, it does have a fan in it, so I guess it's, it's probably dark. marginally cooler than it would be otherwise. Very funny. Uh, it's, it's in it's, Jamaica, though. It's dark. It's grimy. He has like weird things hanging from the wall for unclear reasons. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very odd. Uh, nice plantation shutters, though. <laughs> what is a plantation shutter? You don't know plantation shutters? I know. I know uh, Viennese shutters. Plantation shutters Viennese are. Blinds. It's these. What you see behind Bonnie. It's where you've got in behind uh, Flanagan. It's where you've got How a are they different than Viennese blinds. A bar. They're very different. A bar that moves a set of large flat shutters up and down to close and open the window okay so yeah. so you the must haves it must have a big bar big bar big bar, <laughs> big big bar big blinds and the big bar moves the big blinds and they're they you know you move them up and down and they close them and open them why are they called plantation shutters i mean i think they were used yeah on plantation buildings so they're nice though they're nice though they look nice they 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 do they do look nice. I don't yeah. like I don't like They're the clean. gross the gross you know leftover slavery implications of them. Well, there were plantations that were not slave plantations in history, uh, but they love their blinds. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so anything more from this Bonnie scene? It's a, it's a fairly minimal scene. I mean, so she invades his space. Yep. And then she immediately starts consuming she's his She's a stomach. space invader, if she's, you will. She's a space invader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she introduces her name. She is basically now, basically consigning herself to disappear. As soon as someone is named, <laughs> yes, they disappear. Mm, uh, the tragedy of cocktail. And then she basically coerces uh, Flanagan to come along by like licking his stomach. Yeah, and it works. And then we get the famous line. Where'd my line go? My key line. There we go. No, that's this is my line. No, well, no, I'm sure, but then she kisses his stomach, and then the and then we get these drinks are going to be very tasty. Well, that's the next scene. Let's let's see if we can figure out. Oh, never mind. I thought. <laughs> Why would he be saying that in this scene? I thought this was at the end of the Bonnie scene. No, no, it is not. I thought. No. I thought she says, uh, "What's the line before that?" I, they're basically talking, and she's like, "You have to come with me." And then I thought he says, "These <laughs> you don't really want me to go away, do you?" And she <laughs> and then, answered the question by him saying again, or no? She asks, "You don't really want me to go away, do you?" Yes. And then I thought he responds as a as a, accepting her request. He responds, "These drinks are going to be very tasty." <laughs> I mean, it is the. If someone asks a question in one scene, you cut yeah. to a new scene, and yeah. there's an answer, that is an answer to the exactly. last scene. Exactly. Exactly. So let, let, let's listen to that next time around. Let's actually okay. listen to her conversation next time this goes through. Sure. Uh, but it, it sounds like what is Flanagan, what are his choices then? Because it sounds like he just goes At along this point, with it. he doesn't have any. It sounds like he's consigned to just complying, right? Yeah. I mean, d- what other options does he have? He could say no. Well, he I am could, he's a here. he's a successful Jamaican bartender. Absolutely. Yep. He could continue that career. 
Yes. And build up enough cash. Which was apparently his goal. That was the plan, was to build up enough cash to start a business. Yes, but that's no longer really really any part of the plan for Douglas and or Flanagan. Yeah. Because now, well... Flanagan is not very directed. There's not, there's no through line for Flanagan. Flanagan goes one way or the other depending on where the winds blow. Well, I think after the next scene we talk about, I'd like to talk about some sort of, you know, metaphysical things going on We're not going to have time. We're going to have plenty of time. Mm. Um, But the main idea here is Jamaica is not where you make your money. It is not a place where you work for any kind of goal, it is a place where you exist outside of time. I, I hear you can make three or four hundred a week. I, I mean, I'll say this: Jamaica is a dream. This is an extended dream sequence. Yeah, it's it is basically a, yes. It does feel like a dream sequence for sure. And where does it wake up in New York? He wakes up in bed, and he wakes up, and he's just you know interesting. He's been with Bonnie the whole time. I mean, it's he met her in a New York bar, and he imagined this whole Jamaica thing. In the subtext, it is a place where people exist without names, mm. outside of time, mm. and then you just kind of. Uh, well, okay, let's listen to Bonnie's thing. Shelter of your love. Shelter of your love. Looks happy. Oh yeah, it's chilling. Brian, are you there? It's Bonnie. Brian? Come in. Hi. You found my secret hiding place. The guys at the bar told me. I've been thinking about you all day. Yeah? Plane ride home will cure that. What I got there ain't no cure for. You can't send me away like this. I don't know what'll happen to me if you do. My business will go to hell. I'll start writing bad checks. Can't have that now, can we? No. <laughs> you don't really want me to go away, do you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a yes. She barks. And here we go. Drinks are going to be very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Let, let's just run through. That's a very good line. Let's give a listen. Market now, are we? Mm-hmm. What's my greatest talent? Reading between the lines. And that's what the market's all about. Cheers. Cheers. I must admit, I never thought I'd see you set up like this. Well, don't you worry. I won't forget my close friends. Kerry's old man has just backed me in the most luxurious joint Manhattan's ever seen. We open in a couple of weeks. You come back to New York with us and I'll make you head bartender. Well, that sounds very nice. But I've got plans of my own. Like what? Bonnie's hooking me up with her business. I'll be heading back to New York with her. Kept man, eh? You think you made a breakthrough cutting that little blonde loose. Meanwhile, your conscience is killing you. If she hadn't left, you'd be back there begging. You think so, eh? Uh-huh. And a bottle of Louis Trey's says you'll be working for me by St. Patrick's Day. $500 bottle of brandy. I'll have to take that bet. And then the New York City whining music comes in. There is so much there. There is so much here. We've got so much to talk about. 
Yeah. Let's get to it. Okay, so this scene opens with Brian. Wait, well, actually opens with an establishing shot. Yes. A and very quiet, calming shot of a lagoon. With a boat on it. With a boat on it. I actually think it's a bit disconnected. Maybe it's intentional. We get I, two I was not a huge establishing shot. Yes, here. I was not a huge fan of the establishing shot though. I love a good establishing shot. Okay. It reminds me of Ozu. I just thought it was disconnected from, like, it looked like a different time of day and a different place. It from snaps what, you out of, you know, he is in the rut of the shelter of his love in the past. Yeah. And then he's out of it. He's now we're in Coglin Boatland. And what what does Coglin's boat have? A lot of liquor. It has basically a bar specialized <laughs> for red eyes. It's so good. It's, it's, it's such a good, I wrote down everything is in the bar. I'm okay, so read, read what's in the bar. Here's what's in the the boat bar. Yeah. We've got maraschino cherries in a fancy jar. Okay. Olives in a fancy jar. Okay. Rose's lime. Okay. Angostura bitters with the label turned around, which is interesting. I think that one they wanted to have it there, but it wasn't. It didn't fit in with their, like, the brands that they were approved to show or something. Turn around? Like They've just... turned, Angostura bitters is, is the only one where you can't actually see the label, but you can tell based on mm. the, you know, mm. the bottle, you can tell it's Angostura bitters, mm. but that you can't actually see the label that says Remember Angostura. Like on Seinfeld, there was somebody who was hired just to alphabetize his cereal on the show? Every day? Yeah, every day they, they film. <laughs> they re-alphabetize the cereal. I mean, it seems like, do you think there are people on the cast who feel like, okay, good farm and movies, make sure the labels face outwards? Well, it depends on whether you are promoting that alcohol or not. And That's they're clearly point. promoting Jim Beam. We've established that. But they are not promoting it. Anyway, this is it is weird. This bar does not have Jim Beam in it, as far as I can see. Wow. Yeah, so it's the first bar we've seen. And contrary to that comment... That we saw somewhere online, I think on IMDb, someone was saying there's Jim Beam in every, every whenever Brian is behind a bar, you always see Jim Beam. Wrong. Wrong. Boat so, bar, no Jim Beam. I was looking at the IMDb goofs, and they said that basically when they're dancing with this magic moment, she says they've known each other for 10 hours, but they actually met the day before. Wrong. Nothing wrong. Wrong. Yeah, wrong. 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 I mean, listen to our podcast for- Yes, we but, explain why. Yeah. Okay, we got Angostura bitters. We got hot sauce? It looks a lot like hot sauce. Oh, Tabasco. Yes. Yes, for the red eye. Okay, great. Hot sauce, Tabasco. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't as yes. meticulous as you. I thought everything in that bar was only for red eyes. Not true. But most of it is. Most of it. Then we got uh, uh, Worcestershire sauce. Yes. Yep. Then we have aspirin. Uh, is there aspirin? I no, didn't I'm catch not, the I'm aspirin. Okay, I didn't see any visible aspirin. Um, we've got Bacardi rum, not okay. in the red eye, but it is there. Sure. Uh, it looks like it looks kind of like dark rum or like some. It's it's not the Bacardi white rum, I think, but I can't quite tell. It's behind some other stuff. Gotcha. Then we have a lot of Miller High Life in multiple forms. No. Yeah, we have two cans. Miller Genuine Draft. Sorry, sorry. We have MGD and cans. No, I think we. I think there's some High Life there too. Is there? I'll have to take a look. I'm I pretty the sure MGD. there's some High Life. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll just put Miller Genuine Draft slash High Life, but I'm pretty sure I saw some High Life. Mm. Uh, and then we have straws. There's a there's a bucket of straws, and was there? Oh, a and large, egg, I mean, there must be eggs. A but. large carafe of tomato juice. Oh well, you know he's holding that. I'll get to that next. Okay. I talk about the drinks he makes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here. Well, we're getting our chance right now. Um, These drinks are going to be very. Uh, I, that's high life. Tasty. Wow, that's an that's, that's a, high life. That's a different label. That's all used. high life. Okay. That's not. Dra- there's no genuine draft there no, at no, all. No, you're, you're right. In the past, I think their labels have migrated. Well, now, uh, now MGD's a darker Reading gold and High Life's a lesser gold. But I guess it was different. It's, it says High Life on the can. Times change. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, now they're living the high life. So Speaking of goofs, yeah. this entire scene, I can't stop noticing that you can see the entire crew in Tom Cruise's sunglasses. Oh, really? Yeah, so like you're seeing here, Coglin is sitting alone in a bathrobe. In Tom Cruise's sunglasses, you see Coglin sitting there and then a bunch of dudes standing behind him. <laughs> wow. It's, it's really That funny. is very sloppy. <laughs> I got plans of my own. Wow, that's so weird. It looks creepy. It's like these weird ghosts. Funny. But you you don't see them in Coglin sunglasses? I'll be heading back to New York with her. Um, he's not Good wearing man, sunglasses. I no, he was. I he just know. took them off. That is really weird. Uh, okay, um, so we have straws. So then uh, Flanagan makes two drinks. Yes. Two of the same drink. Two red eyes. Two red eyes. He pours some red juice, which tomato juice, into uh, some Miller High, a Miller High Life glass. With an egg in the bottom. Is it funny that neither of them seem particularly hungover? They seem like they're having their midday folks yeah. having a pretty normal day, and they're drinking hangover cures. And not just that. What is what does Flanagan say about it? He says these drinks are going to be very tasty, <laughs> which is not really the thing you would ascribe to a red eye. I mean, it's it, it gets the job done. I don't know if I describe it as tasty. This is Earful of Cocktail on KZSU Stanford. We are breaking down the 13 five minutes of cocktail. Unless you're listening on the podcast, and then it's not. Then it's 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 a crapshoot. Uh, but yeah, it's very funny because he just absentmindedly. It's like he flashes out of the last sequence. He's absentmindedly pouring drinks. Yep. And just says something. It's always a good thing for a bartender to say. These, These drinks are, are going to be very, very tasty. Very tasty. Are we, can we agree that's the key line? I, your line. I don't even remember your line. A plane ride home will cure that. I, that's this is not, more symbolic. We're going to rip up that line. This is more symbolically key to okay. what's going on here. Okay. This is maybe the key line in the movie. Yes. Um, We've received a text message. <laughs> I, I did that a while ago. I just see. to make sure it works. Great. It does work. It does. Okay. Um, so but, then this wonderful shot where he is making these drinks. And what do we have? We have him at the boat bar. Yeah. And we have Carrie Prognan yes. descending <laughs> down the steps and he looks, in frame. And he like looks up at the ladder. And says, tasty. Tasty. Well, as the time where he looks basically at her crotch level. Yes. Yes. Well, she's descending in, in, a, in a rather revealing. small, revealing bathing suit. It's like a bunch of shoelaces. It's like shoelaces on a person, yeah. Exactly. And she's descent, and it's it's a, actually a beautiful shot. I mean, it, it's, she comes into frame. It's very similar to Tom Cruise intruding on the, like, you know, native scene with all yeah. the, like, you know, like local children. Which, by the way, in the background of the scene, there are two... There are yes, two two native like always people put on the, the background. Dock. Yeah, in the always in the background. Every scene, yes. put some dark skinned people <laughs> to show you that you're still in Jamaica. <laughs> so, but it's this thing where you've got this established shot, and and you think you know what's going on, and then just this body descends yeah. through the shot. Well, it's it's supposed to be a gag that you see. Look at this weird revealing thong, be, you know, bikini yeah. made out of shoelaces. Yes, and then he looks dead on to the fugal binder. Yes, and says, you know. Just he's just weirded out. Yeah. And then he like then he goes over to talk to, to And he to says Coglin. Tasty. Tasty. Yeah. Uh then he goes over to Coglin. Yep. So here's the thing. He is feeling bad about the fact that he did Jordan, let's call her Jordan at this point. Yep. Wrong. Um and he should in no small part hold Coglin responsible. 
but he doesn't. No, he's now like buddy buddy with him again. <laughs> immediately, yeah. like later that next day, is hanging out with him and says like, "Well, things are good now." Well, and the first thing he says like, <laughs> "Never thought I'd see you living the the, the rich life like this," <laughs> like, which is such a weird like toady thing to say. Uh, like yeah. of all things, is like, boy, you sure are loaded these days. You know, well, like of all these, like he doesn't care a much. Like something that he apparently found to be a, a genuine thing in his life, he is now just like, well, that was a weird experience. You're li- you're living a good life here. These two, like it's just, it's so weird, isn't it? I mean, he's got one thing left, and that's Coglin. It's but it's so weird when you see this happen in real time. You just accept it. Yeah, it's very hard until you watch it slowly. Just how strange it is that this is happening at all. Yeah. Uh, but he so Progden walks off to the back. She goes into the cabin. Uh, and they hang out and talk about the market. Yes, and a few things here that I noted. One, he's looking at these stock printouts in the newspaper. Yeah. Which, you don't get those anymore. They don't print out the stocks in the newspaper anymore. I used to pour over those as a kid. Yeah. I loved, I would get the I would get the stock section of the newspaper, I'd pour over it, and I'd pick the ones that, you know, that I thought were good. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun. A lot of, Very of, fun. A lot of numbers. So, and then he says, and he, he describes a strategy for market investing. Yes. He says, reading between the lines, that's what the market's all about. Yes. Is that true? Well, there's a couple different thoughts on this. Mm. I mean, I'm reminded of the book by uh, Mankiel, A Random Walk Down Wall Street. Mm. Do you remember that book? No. It's a good, very influential book. Missed that one. Uh, but it basically, he broke down the fact that there are two basic ways to play the stock market. You can either play it in the traditional sense, which is the psychological sense. You need to think what everyone else is thinking and anticipate, are they thinking it's going up or are they thinking it's going down? Sure. It's about riding booms and busts. It is about anticipating and being smarter than everyone else in the psychological game of anticipating stocks. Sure. The other way is to have a technical analysis of how a company is performing, what its overall earnings are, how its stock price is in relation to earnings mm. uh, and the Buffett div- method and, and dividends, yes, Buffett famously does not look at prices. He only he evaluates a company, and then at the end says, "Here's what it should be priced." And if it is overpriced, he turns away, and if it's underpriced, he buys it. Yeah, that's that's a purely technical, fundamental way, and that is kind of what uh, Mankiel in the book recommends: is don't get wrapped up in psychology. That's a sucker's game. Just do technical analysis and even better than that you're probably not going to be better than most people so just buy an index sure yeah that's going to be a safe thing and and Coughlin though is I think I mean reading between the lines sounds very much like a psychological oh, absolutely. thing yes. Yes. so he is saying I can intuit he's buying into it he's buying into it oh that's the only thing you need to do. <laughs> he's saying I can intuit what people are thinking, I can outsmart them. Yes, and I can pick the right stuff. He knows people's conscious pretty well, uh, but yeah, that doesn't get you that that far. Yes, I mean, and it also seems like Carrie Progden has put him in charge of all of her finances. Smart, very smart he, decision he's, he's on her part. The Andrea Dovin of of the Progden fortune. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I mean, I think that he's very confident. One thing you have to say over here, Coglin feels like he is being very confident. Here is the key part of this right now, is he is saying that, boy, I think it's a good thing that that blonde left. If Mm. not, you'd be back here begging. And that is like, of all bad things to happen, that is the only truly acknowledged to be bad thing, (laughs) is if you ever beg. 
begging is the only truly bad outcome. Never beg. <laughs> but if you know, never, uh, never show surprise. Never lose, lose your, cool. your cool. I mean, it's all about keeping your cool here. Mm. He's like, yeah, she left me, left on a plane, but it's pretty cool. Bonnie came by, and I guess I'm going to be with her in New York now. Because like Flanagan is just feeling like, yeah, he's going to ride this out. He he's cool. He knows what's happening, even though objectively everybody except him knows that he's <laughs> just being a huge loser right now. Yes. And do you think do you think Coglin in the scene knows that, or do you think Coglin is drinking his own Kool Aid? No, Coglin definitely knows that. <laughs> well, because there's an interesting, very stark difference between. The relationship between Coughlin and and Carrie Prognan and the relationship between Flanagan and Bonnie, right? I mean, Coughlin seems to be in charge. Coughlin somehow managed to suck all of Carrie Prognan's assets into his possession, and he is now living large because he found Carrie Prognan somehow convinced her to give him her money or to put him in charge of her money. Versus Flanagan, who wants to put on the air of doing the same thing, but it, it's very clear to everyone that he is just a, you know, man standing by on the side as Bonnie continues to operate her business as she always has. So do you think Coglin in this own scene is feeling complacent or do you think Coglin is supposed to be viewed as, as being the figurehead of his own industry? He says, like, I am living my best life, even though he is... He is being basically he's presenting himself as living the good life and he's not he knows i I know it's certainly setting that up i mean it's saying you know hey this seems a little too good to be true right you can definitely have a get a sense of that coglin like reading market printouts like this seems a little too good to be true right it's a it's a a fun thing to do fun it's a hobby but it's it's out of place for him and we and we can recognize that Right. what's in place his place like his place is is behind a bar coglin is never comfortable though He's only comfortable basically going around and carping that he isn't given proper respect for being a genius. Sure, and he's <laughs> but doing he that enjoys, now as well. enjoys it. Yes. But, I mean, why can't he do that in different venues? Yes, but I think it is it is clear that he certainly is he has more insight into Flanagan's situation than Flanagan seems to have. It, does this remind you of Scientology? No. I'd say it does a lot. I mm. mean, basically, you know... Coughlin has a set of principles. And, and Cruz is b- trying to basically kind of wean himself off, you know, try oh, different paths. I see. And mm. he's dragged in by yes. by, by, a, by, a, by a friend and mentor. Yeah, Dulcie says, no, go back to Coughlin. It all comes back to Dulcie. Dulcie is the most powerful character. But in this, it's I think the fact that a plane ride will cure all that... To me, it's the fact that it seems less like the fact that people are actually leaving Jamaica and more like they are just being spirited away when they reach a moment of no longer being needed here. Yes. Very dreamlike. <laughs> it's absolutely. It's just like. It's if limbo. You to, if you realize that you're in this place, you just you just zap out of it. Yes. And then you're, you're back. And it's just that's a good thing that she's she's gone now. Uh, this is the first time we mentioned anything about basically time and place. What time of the year is this? I don't know. Mm. But he says. Uh, it's going to open in New York a couple weeks. By St. Patrick's Day, you're going to be working yeah. for me. Interesting. Uh, and it's like, how long is that? I don't know when St. Patrick's Day is. Yeah. And as soon as you have a time and place, he himself is zapped out of it. Yep. And he suddenly wakes Back up to in New York, York City. City. Yep. It's really interesting. It is very, very dreamlike. Yes. Okay. We get a new bet on the table. 
You mentioned St. Patrick's Day. So Coughlin says you're going to be working for me by St. Patrick's Day. Yes. So A, it seems like they really like making a lot of bets. This is how their relationship works. And if you get a bet, you have to take it. Yes. And the and the bet, the wager is five hundred dollars no. of brandy. Well, a bottle of brandy. Louis Trey. Louis Trey. Are Louis you Trey. That? Yeah. I don't know Louis Trey. Wait, you don't Louis Trey is Louis the thirteenth. Yeah. Which is Remy Martin Louis the thirteenth. Oh, it's a Remy brand. Yes. It's which is you know the bottle with all the all the glass spikes on it? Is it like a mace? I'm surprised you. This is the one part that eluded you here. This is the one well, drink just, part here. I'm just not familiar with this. So I'm no. Not- so Remy Martin makes an extremely expensive uh, cognac called Louis the Thirteenth, mm. and it is it's it's got a very distinctive bottle. Uh, it's made from the finest blends. Rich leather. Yeah, uh, finest Corinthian leather stuff that's been aged so long that each. Uh, there, there are master blenders that create it, and each master blender has to ramp up their successor because they are dealing with, they are basically blending substances that were created before they were born. Hmm. And so they, so they have to know. They, have to, they, they blend their, their previous master. Yes. His blood. <laughs> the previous it. master in a, in a, uh, in a, um, a Solera process, yes. the previous master is, is incorporated into the future blends. No, so they have to actually be preparing for future blends that are then going to also happen after they retire. So it's this whole pro- anyway, crazy process. So, so if it starts getting bad, it's like, boy, that guy 80 years ago really screwed up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so it's it's today uh, you you buy a bottle of it for about $3500. Uh and you can also, I mean it's in bars have it. I mean it's sure. like it's usually I, the I, thing I, bars sell for the most I'll, amount I'll of money. Is, I, when I hear it's like, okay, I guess that's something that's expensive. I've never really familiar with it. I looked at it. I've never seen that bottle before. You've definitely seen the bottle before. I've never noted it Because you've watched the movie Cocktail. Sure. I'm, I've never really noted it before. Okay. Sure. And, and you've probably seen it in bars. I mean, it's in... You will see that bottle everywhere in bars I'm, I'm more, once you're looking for it. I'm more of like a mass culture guy. I don't really like these snobby $500 this is This is... This is... If you're looking for like amazing cognac i think you actually don't go to this this is i think more the thing that you overpay for because it's a known because it's famous it's a known famous like Mutai. expensive thing like mutai anyway Mutai-tasty. so so um i don't i've never had it though so i can't actually attest to how good it is mutai uh either mutai or louis the 13th hmm. so but the interesting thing here is so so coglin bets a bottle of louis trey which which Flanagan confirms is five hundred dollars at the time. Now thirty five hundred dollars. Yes. Uh, does this mean that Flanagan owes Coglin a bottle of Louis Trey if he loses the bet? So if he ends up working for Coglin, if he then owes Coglin a bottle of Louis Trey, yes, because he's he's paying up for being wrong. He's sure. saying I'm not going to work for you, but if he does, then he will pay. Sure. And you think the job with Coglin is going to pay well enough for him to afford the Louis Trey? Well, that's part of the thing. It's kind of a fact of like, hey, if you're bankrupt, you have to pay me $10,000. Like, exactly. <laughs> yes, that's that's my point. Is like it's a bet where <laughs> it's a bet that that is extremely one-sided in terms of like where the ability to actually make good on it exists. Well, this kind of is adapted from the book. Mm. The book in it, he actually makes a bet that he will no longer be with Bonnie after Easter. And- wow, they've changed Easter to St. Patrick's Day. Yes, and then that's when, a very odd direct like and, some, some there's some that's got to be there's some you know producer note that's well, like it's, it's about Irishness that's yeah, what the whole movie yeah about. it's like it's like hey no Easter nah too 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 Christian I mean the movie cocktail asks one key question yeah are Irish people white 
Great question. Yes, and I think the movie uh, says, I don't know, it's too early to know. Uh, too early to know. One day we'll know. Right. Yeah, but... Just, just give him time. But uh, in the book, he, he loses the bet because he leaves Bonnie because he's fed up with it, mm. and he goes to work for Coglin carrying the Louis tray, but it's the bet itself isn't that he'll work for him. They just align in the book. The book is that he'll uh, no longer be with Bonnie. I see. see okay. Isn't that, isn't that fun to know? Extremely fun. Okay, we get the... I want to talk about this. The whiny New York City music. We've heard this before. Okay, so also the score... <laughs> New York City is unpleasant. I don't like this music. I like this music, though. This part's pleasant. And then it gets unpleasant. But it's... If it weren't for the shouting, this music would be... It's interesting. So she asks, she asks him to get her some carrot juice, uh, while she's. It's like I'm busy. I'm busy jumping around. She's jazzercising. She's jazzercising. So she is like, I can't get my own carrot juice. So okay, you're gonna need to get out of bed and get me some carrot juice because I'm jazzercising here. And what's he good for? He's there for a reason. He's there for a reason. Okay. That's getting her some carrot. Here's juice. a fun fact about the establishing shot. I just want to talk about this. Yes. Uh, three-time Oscar winner. Maurice Jarre. I don't. I've never heard it said out loud. Uh, he wrote the Lawrence Arabia music. Sure. Uh, he was the original composer of Cocktail, but the producers didn't think it fit in with the story. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so they replaced it with Kokomo. So they didn't like what the cue. So they called in uh, J. Peterson Robinson, J. Peter Robinson, to fix it. Donaldson liked what he did so much that he asked the composer to take over and do the rest of the score. Uh, all this was happening on a Friday. Robinson said. I was starting another film on Monday and told Roger I was going to be unavailable. Roger said, we're print, rast- we're print mastering on Monday, mate. Uh, so from <laughs> that point on, I stood up writing the score and delivered on Monday morning at 5 in the morning. So the score for this movie was made in a weekend. Yes. Wow. Uh, they threw out Maurice Jarre's score, and uh, uh, Robinson wrote in a weekend. The question is, how much original score is it? It's mostly songs. But yeah. the shots of establishing shots in New York City, that is that is the score that was yeah. rewritten. I wonder if there's any way to possibly know the original score of Cocktail, <laughs> or if that doesn't... I, we should reach out to, I think, uh, Donaldson uh, uh, and, and see what he has to say about it. Who's, do we know Donaldson? I mean, he he's recently said that he would be open to doing Cocktail too. Sure. Does that mean he'll talk to us? We can reach out to Roger Donaldson. Can't, can't hurt. I mean, he... Roger at Donaldson.com? Roger at Donaldson.com. One weird... I mean, how would you describe the establishing shot in New York City here? Uh, Uncomfortable. I would say menacing. Yeah. I mean, it is a shot of... uh, I think it's supposed to be morning, but, I mean, because people aren't really familiar with what morning looks like, it looks like dusk. Yeah, it does. It it looks dark. It looks like like the the film Dark City. Uh, It... It reminds me a lot of the dark, uh, the dark cityscapes of Tron. Yes, it do, or I mean, it's almost even Blade Runner-ish. Yes, it's to me. very. It, it is yeah. very cyberpunk. Yeah, and uh, we hear these weird kind of synthy dark, dark sounds underneath it. Uh, I mean, it feels the anti-Jamaica. Jamaica is where your yeah. your soul is lifted. In New York City, it's back, and then suddenly the 
techno weight of modern life is just weighing down on you. And it's 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 really bad. I mean, it's good in the movie, but it just feels like an awful downer. Uh, but then he wakes up, and then suddenly, where am I? Who am I? Because the last thing that actually happened canonically, I'm going to say, is he left the cell block, and then he wakes up, and he's just in Bonnie's, and yep. this daze had happened. Yep. Uh, and Bonnie, just like he goes out and he sees the front of, you know, Progen's hip, and he's just face-to-face, he wakes up, and he's seeing, you know, uh, the, you know, just her, her, her posterior right in yeah. front of his face. Yep. Dancing. Jazzercising. And he's in a room where there is women's camisoles and, and, and you know, lacy stuff all over the walls. Very feminine space. Very feminine space. There is a, a video where women are dancing to women. Let's go girls and, and dance. Uh, he feels uncomfortable out of space. Uh, and we get an entire sequence in which Tom Cruise is made by the filmmaker to look as small as possible. <laughs> he looks like he's a good, like, foot shorter than her. Yeah. In this one scene, he's walking from the background in, and yeah. he's like a little boy walking around little things of juice. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, it is very, it's, it's, you could say it's obvious, but it's really funny. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, her so her apartment. I mean, I just have to point out her apartment is like the worst era of decor that's ever existed. It is high eighties, high eighties chic. Yes, which is the worst. It's okay. Let's describe what that means. Uh, uh, pale wood, but like cheap pale wood. Yeah. Um, carpet, lots of carpet. Um, fluffy, fluffy kind of beige carpet. Yep. Um, uh, pastels everywhere. Pastels everywhere. Brass like doilies everywhere. Cheap, cheap marble everywhere. Yep. Cheap stone. A yeah. lot of marble, but yes. it looks cheap. But very cheap looking stone. Yeah, I with mean, like pink, like pink veins and stuff like that in the stone. It's I like, mean, it is the Trump aesthetic, right? Uh, yeah. With, with, with less imposing gold. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there's there's less less pure metal. Um, but yeah, it is very, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad decor. Would you say, uh, Bonnie looks surprisingly fit here? Like, do you th- Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, she, how old is her character, do you think? Uh, 40s? For the actress, uh, 32 years old. Huh, okay. So I think she plays older than she really was. Yeah. And she's had a good career, like, just doing small parts. You know, she's, she's, she's... I mean, if, you know, if if it's like, if you're... The setup is clearly older woman, and I don't think you would say older woman for anyone under 40, for sure. Well, absolutely. I mean, she plays older than she is, but uh, I I forget her name offhand. She's been a successful working actress for, like, forever since. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But... uh, I mean, yeah, with the hairdo and, and whatever, like... I lot. guess she she okay. looks a bit older, but it kind of like stage lights. This weird kind of frosted, light lemony lights wow. with a bunch of bulbs behind it. Tom Tom Cruise right now is sitting down <laughs> on the bed while she is standing up, taking clothes out of a drawer. Yeah, and it's, she, in fact, he enters that scene and he immediately sits down. He's like about to be the same height as her, yeah. and at the point where where his head would. Cross the threshold of being taller than her head, he sits down on the bed. And he and he is being a masculine in in, in the text of it right now. Yeah. Uh. Do, okay. Do we want to do we want to talk about Tony? Tony. Do we, oh, Tony, the salesperson, Tony. Yeah, Tony. Sure. Let's talk about Tony. Let's let's talk Tony. Where's uh, Jordan? <laughs> so. Uh, she left on a flight. Okay. So ev- the, it starts with the fact. Uh, okay. So first we're talking about Tony. Let's talk about she wants carrot juice. 
what Tony? Tony doesn't no, want no, carrot no. juice. Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie wants, wants carrot juice. juice. And not only that, but it appears that she is demanding that he also drinks carrot juice. Yes, get one for yourself as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's addictive. It's addictive. Did she? I I thought it's addictive. Did she say it? Is that referring to carrot juice? I thought she was referring to jazzercising. No, she was she was excusing her continued jazzercising by saying it's addictive. No, no, it says. Morning, babe. Listen, can you get me some carrot juice in the fridge? Get some of yourself, too. It's addictive. Okay. Then I guess, yeah, she is. Okay. Talking about that. There is a pause, though, in between those last, like, those two lines. So that that's what had me thinking she might be referring to her jazzercising. Nope. Um, have you had carrot juice? Yeah. My grandfather drinks carrot juice every day. Uh, is he just like Bonnie? He's extremely healthy. Just like Bonnie. Just like Bonnie, yeah. Would they get along? I don't know what no. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I don't know. Just a feeling. They can they can hang out and drink carrot juice. That's true. I don't know that that's the primary mechanism by which you would assign friends to each other. So I mean, is what juice do you drink? Actually, that would be a good question. <laughs> get a get a room of people, right? Uh, it's a it's like a social mixer occasion. You get a room of people and you ask, what juice do you drink? Well, what juice do you drink? Top juice. Um. Like uh, guava or passion fruit. That's he- that's heavy. That's heavy juice. Yeah, it's great. That's if you're gonna have some juice, drink a heavy juice. I've always felt cranberry juice is a nice, nice tart. Yeah, but cranberry juice is is full of sugar, and guava is as well. I'm not debating that. But cranberry juice, you think you were drinking something that's not full of sugar, but it's like it's basically something incredibly bitter that is just balanced out with a lot of sugar. But here's the thing. Sugar is really good. Sure, but I'm saying if you're going to have sugar, like have the sugar actually be sugar as opposed to just balancing out something extremely bitter. Uh, that's that's okay, but you know what? Uh, sugar's good. I'd say get you as much sugar as you can possibly get. I'm trying to find the exact... Sugar, sugar. Sugar, sugar. I was wondering the other day. You know they've they've rebooted Archie into Riverdale, a very, very popular show. The Archies? What? The Archie. Archie. Archie Bunker? Archie. Archie. Archer? Archie. Archie. You know Archie Comics. Archie Comics. Okay, well, you you were talking about a show. The Archies is yeah. is from the Archie Comics. Is that the case? Yes. Did not know that. You should, okay, you should so know that. Archie's the band is based on... It is canonically done by, Archie the, Comics. by the fictional Archie Comics. Interesting. So just like the Gorillas are based on Gorilla Comics. Gorilla Tape. Gorilla, gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue, yes. Gorilla Glue <laughs> said... We need a band. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, yeah. So my question is Riverdale, the new River Archie, Dance, the new Archie Comics adaptation that's very popular. Mm. Have they ever had like a vaporwave version of Sugar Sugar on the show? Ooh. Because I bet they have, and I bet it's fantastic. Sure. Uh, if they have, and they need to, I'll take any vaporwave cover. I'll take any vaporwave cover. Um, okay. So I was trying to figure out here. So her job, by the way, is she's like, a boss. She buys furniture from Europe in the book. She buys, like, basically Scandinavian European furniture. Ikea. And ships it to America. Is she, she's, the, she's the American Ikea importer. Exactly. She's, she's Ikea. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Ikea. She's well, Mrs. Miss Ikea. No, I mean, she's like... She's not married. She's like nice Danish and Swedish furniture. Well, then why does she have any in her apartment? Uh, because it's not her style. Oh, that pink marble. It's so bad. 
I mean, her style is bad. Well, but she's a furniture importer. Uh, I mean, her style is chintzy. Everything is it's it's very busy and full. Yes, and not not well coordinated. Yeah, and like a lot of them, look at this thermostat back there. That's kind of like a gross. Well, that's just how every thermostat used to look. Yeah, but like it's like I know it's not good. There's no like there's no reprieve from all these these like busy big, busy busy baubles busy baubles busy. I okay. love that game. Okay, so she says on the phone, yeah, well, just tell him not to make a move until he's seen our line, that's all, and to send Harvey down to Dallas right away. Yeah, uh-huh, good, Tony, great, you are beautiful, yeah, okay, I'll be in the office in 15. Ciao, Tony. Tony? Tony Scuduto? She's going to be able to get to the office in 15 minutes? How close does she live to the office? Close. <laughs> She's doing well for herself. Uh, yeah. Um, and she knows what's important, which is a short commute. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Uh, so, talk- well, I think she's going to take a car. I don't remember exactly, but I believe the next five minutes involves her taking a car. Do you think she's a driver? Do you think she is a driver? No. Do you think she has a driver? Yes. Or do you think she's like take? She's no, walking? I think she has a driver. But the the logistics of like getting into a car and getting to work and that taking fifteen minutes. What if she lives on the same block or something? Well, then why would she take a car? Does she say that? Well, no, she doesn't say it yet. I don't. I'm not. I'm just. I'm I'm projecting forward in time. Okay, uh, but when I heard this, Tony Tony Scaduto, it's like, wait, he's in Mexico. You you knew Tony was in Mexico? Yeah, I think she said in the previous scenes, it's like, oh, you know, Tony's gonna be in Mexico for a while, but now Tony's back from Mexico and it's going like, to Dallas, being I mean, sent to Dallas to close a deal. This is what I call a classic twist <laughs> that, that Tony Scaduto, the sales manager. Uh, he got back Friday. Everyone loves Tony. Uh, so and and basically, she, you know, he he wants his marketing ideas to be passed on to Tony. Sure. Uh, do you think Tony would like it? Tony, uh, I mean, I think Tony would take Flanagan in under his wing, mentor him, and turn Flanagan into the next Tony. I mean, I think Tony and Flanagan are two peas in the pod. I think they would be if they just had a chance to connect. But the problem is because. Flanagan is basically selling himself as a uh, as you know a sexual holding of Bonnie. Uh, he cannot be taken seriously as a business person. It's also true that he's not very good at things. I think, yeah. I mean, I would not trust him. I mean, if I was her, I would probably not bring him into the business in a significant way. Do you think it's possible that Bonnie, even though she has very poor personal taste and ability to basically fill out her apartment with furniture, that she can still be a good furniture importer? Importer. Well, she seems to be competent at running her business from everything we've seen so far, and from the fact that she's doing well. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like so. Tony is the head sales guy. I'm not sure what her role is, but is she basically in charge of managing everybody's business? Tony, she's a coordinator. Could be a woman. Uh, in in the in the cre- in the credits, it's Tony with a Y, but it could be Tony with an I. That's a very good point. I mean, let's be clear: in Jamaica, men rule. In New York City, it's a woman's world. That seems to be the case. Yes, yeah. And so, I mean, I think we should assume Tony's a woman. Probably. So she is, you know, back from Mexico. Yes. Uh, no, actually, but he says I thought he was a Mexico. So, so, so Mexico. So, Tony is a guy. Is Mexico okay? You're right. Tony's a guy. Is Mexico? Or is Mexico? Is Tony on vacation to Mexico, or are they looking to sell furniture to Mexico? Please. 
Okay. Tony would never go on vacation. People like this never go on vacation. Yes. Tony is constantly selling furniture. For so, a moment, so they're for importing. A moment, Bonnie closed her eyes and <laughs> in a dream state, she woke up in Jamaica for a moment. Yes. But it was only a fugue and she's back. Of course. This is what high so, function people do. So is this so they're importing Danish furniture to the US and then they are re exporting it to Mexico? Well, in the book it's it's all about Europe. And he's excited. The main thing is in the book, he is much more cynical and he says like, you know what? Because he is one, he is only working in Jamaica off season. Every year he goes down there off season. Whereas it's not like it's new life. And then he says, okay, I'm going to hitch my ride to her. And if I basically stay in a relationship with her, I can get a free trip to Europe. Great. <laughs> and that's really his entire game plan. Got it. And also he's going to win a bet with Coughlin by just staying together. Get a this bottle is, of Louis Trey. This is easy. Yeah. Uh, whereas this, he doesn't actually want a thing in Europe. He actually wants to go with her because he'll be taken seriously. And he'll be, well, this is, business. I mean, he'll this is, he's been looking for a job, right? He has the perfect job. He's yeah. he's been looking for a job that is actually not bartending, I, and this is an an opportunity to have a job. He wants to be a businessman. He does. He but, wants to be in business. But is that really? Does he directly want to be a businessman? He or doesn't is he, know what it means to be a businessman. He doesn't know what he wants. Does he want respect? Is that what he really yes, wants? Yes, of course he wants respect. Or, or does he want a place where he belongs? Both. But why isn't he happy with the bar? That's where he has respect, and that's where... It, when well, he, he doesn't have Coughlin's respect. When he pours, he reigns. He does not have Coughlin's respect when he's at the bar. <laughs> so really, it's all about the fact that he has happiness under him. He could be forever pouring drinks in Jamaica and have Shu hanging out around him. But the fact that Coughlin can neg him, yes. and he's thrown yes. into existential crisis that at is, drop of a hat. Yes, that is the <laughs> fundamental flaw in that plan. Yeah. So if the movie, let's say that he never walks into that crazy TJ Fridays, yeah. would his life be good at this point? Would he have figured it out, or does he need... No, to- I don't think he has any ends is the problem. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to be able to... He, he would be unemployed otherwise. <laughs> Well, where would he be, like, at different points in the movie if Coughlin never gave him a chance? Do you think he'd just be, like, would he be working for Pat? I don't think they would have made a movie about him. <laughs> <laughs> would you think he'd be on the dole, just unemployment lines? Um, I I think he eventually would have been forced to go back to Uncle Pat or rejoin the army. <laughs> Go back to the wars again. So he would have been... A regular Michael Corleone. So he would have been working for Pat, never learned flaring, yeah. and just be a boring bartender. Yeah. He would have gotten extremely bloated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> has Tom Cruise ever put on a fat suit? Yes, he has. Famously, uh, Tropic Thunder. Ooh. Have you not look seen this that? up. No, yeah. got to look this up. Yeah. Tom Cruise, Tropic Thunder. I think that was a uncredited cameo. Hmm. Um. What I'm is is it is this really? Yeah, that's his character. In the this movie. is Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's it's a it's a famous like uh it's it's stunt casting. Wow, that's very impressive. Huh? Yeah. That does not look like him at all. Um, movie magic. I'll say. Yeah, but that's that's him wearing a fat suit. Interest. I mean, it's not not like that fat I mean I'm talking it's, it's like no he's never worn like a like, like a shallow hell yeah or what I was gonna say um the clumps nutty professor yeah 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 nutty professor suit Tom did Tom Cruise in nutty professor that'd be a good remake 
What did? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, I we've done a pretty good job. We've done a pretty good analysis. job. I think it's time for drink of the app. All right, this is Drink of the App, where we invent some drinks. We invent some. No, I forget how long it takes to get to that line. We we. Inve- I'm just gonna say it now. We invent some powerful stuff. It was worth. It, it was so such, close. Such a, such a good we invent line. some. We invent some powerful stuff. We invent some powerful stuff. Okay, got it. Nailed well it. Well worth it. Nailed it. So so. I yes. think the one reasonable rule yes. is if you're playing any Stuff cocktail the soundtrack, soundtrack, I play need to play on vinyl. vinyl. I don't know. I'm. I don't. That track is probably not even on the vinyl. It is. Okay. Well, then I'd have to find it, and we're. I'm not. I'm not there right it's now. It's called preparation. I maybe next time. Okay. We are here in the segment of drink we, of the app. Yes. On and, the 30th anniversary of cocktail. Let's yes. make a 30th anniversary. Thir- of cocktail. Ooh. Well, but that wouldn't that wouldn't be emblematic of these five minutes. But let's let, that'll be the subtext. Sure, I think these. I think there's something here about. <coughs> well, I mean, there's one. Okay, so there's morning on the boat. There's one thing Mor- which is absolutely, absolutely necessary. Yeah, and that is eggs. No. Uh, Miller High Life. No. Um, I, Remy Martin. Abs- Louis the Thirteenth. No, absolutely. Louis the Thirteenth. You're missing the We're one- including Louis the Thirteenth. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, there's one only one thing that really needs to be in <laughs> you here. Think there's drink recipes out there that include Louis the Thirteenth. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I bet there are. Louis the Thirteenth drink recipes. <laughs> um. Oh, Louis Thirteenth, the King of Cognacs, mixed, mixed. Especially for a queen. Wait, mm. what? Diamond Jubilee Fizz. Oh, interesting. Okay. Here's a... This is Louis the Thirteenth, combined with... Um, combined with champagne? I think... Okay, for and it's a 10,000-pound drink. That's, a, that's very heavy. I was waiting for that, and then yeah. I was going to respond... Saying by pounds, I mean the the money. The money. The money. Uh, I think you mean sterling. St- pounds sterling, exactly. Okay, so don't make drinks out of Louis the Thirteenth. That's what we've discovered. Carrot juice. Carrot juice. Carrot juice. Carrot juice is going to be in this drink. Wow. Well done. Okay. Good. Good pickup there. Yeah. Okay. So we we we're constructing a drink around carrot juice. Sure. Interesting. So I mean, at this point. It should be emblematic of Worcestershire sauce of the transition away from limbo, limbo to yeah yeah it's the it's the it's the rude awakening the rude awake that's very good I think that should maybe not the I mean well I'm betting the there's name. already a cocktail called the rude awakening oh sure but I think it's a, but you know New New York awakening well we're trying big, to, big city awakening we're trying to get uh, I think we are saying you're gonna wake up with this drink I mean the important thing is to get the mood and I think the mood is supposed to be. Waking, waking up in an extremely <laughs> uncomfortable, chintzy setting like this. Yes. 
I have I have a I I'm sure there's a recipe here, but I'm just gonna actually read the snip the search snippet here on, on Google search for the Root Awakening cocktail. Sure. Mix vodka and orange juice well, stir in the Jack Daniels and cinnamon schnapps, add beer and Coca-Cola simultaneously, and mix well. <laughs> wow, it's the last part of that is uh Hermley's Hermley special drink. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like an amazing drink. Okay. Um that okay. I mean that does fit the description of Root Awakening, but that's so, not what we're here for. Should it be a morning drink? Is it a red eye in New York City? Is it the New York City red eye? Well, that's what we've already had. The, I mean, that that's just a red eye. I mean, the red no, eye. No, we've had a red eye, but but this isn't Bonnie's red eye. Sure, bon- bon- Bonnie's red eye. I mean, it's the idea of uh, like, when someone is feeling down. Yeah. In the morning in New York City, in the yes. doomy, weird, chintzy world, pastel land. Uh, I mean, is it a morning drink or is it an evening drink? Who has this and when? For what reason? What is this supposed to evoke? Uh, to feel, furniture feel, importing. Feeling trapped in, yes. in, a, really, Tra- in a really in, awful apartment? Yes. You are trapped you trapped in the 80s. Trapped, Tra- in. trapped in 80s. Is that the name of the album that's here? Trapped in the 80s? Yeah, it's, it's an album where people do like Django Reinhardt style covers of 80s songs. I could see that. It was it was in the A file when I joined uh, when I joined the station. Uh, it was like the fingers, something fingers, twisted fingers. Something. Let's talk ingredients. Let's talk ingredients. Okay, ingredients: carrot juice. Carrot juice. Um, okay. What's our base alcohol? Well, Vodka. We, we still haven't got theme. What's the theme? Okay, is? the theme is I was having a a, a weird tropical dream. So it's a tropical aftertaste. Tr- the tropical aftertaste. Yeah. So okay. So there's got to be some tropical hint in there. So we've got rum. What about like pineapple flavored toothpaste? No, 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 no. Uh, We're gonna make this drinkable if we can. I'm thinking. I like. I think pi- pineapple juice. Pineapple juice and carrot juice actually will not will not go terribly together. Yeah, I mean, what else like gummier, like pineapple mints? Uh, no, no, probably not. What about pineapple powder? No. How about um, pineapple jello? I mean, I, I Pine- like that. Pineapple, no. Pineapple, I, I mean, pineapple, pineapple, pineapple puree. Pineapple jelly? No. Ooh, pineapple preserves. Pineapple preserves, that's not bad, actually. Look at that. That's not bad. Is that That's going to be hard to source, though, isn't it? Uh no, okay. You can get it from Walmart. <laughs> Great. All right, carrot juice and pineapple preserves. <laughs> I That's like not bad because it. it's like the holdover of the pineapple. Yes, you've got it preserved. Exactly. You're trying to hold on to that Inside memory. Of his heart. He's trying to hold yes. on to. Yes, shoe. that is good. Okay, yeah. pineapple preserves, carrot juice. What's our base liquor here? Rum. I mean, rum would be easy, but maybe I think it's rum. What about rum and vodka? Because it's the transition back to New York. I feel like we want something completely new, if possible. But I like uh, the general idea. I mean, I think a little bit of rum is not a bad What's thing. What's a base beer we haven't had? Uh, tequila. We've not had whiskey, have we? No, we have. We've had, we've put, well, we, does Jim Beam Apple count? Nope. <laughs> we've also, we've put whiskey in other things. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, I mean, 
I don't have we done a vodka drink? We probably yes, have. We've done, okay. So, right. Like most New York drinks have been vodka. And I yeah, think, okay. I think we're in New York for a bit. That's I think fine. we need to probably Um And also vodka ooh, drinks are bad. Yeah, we've done gin. I mean tequila. I don't think we've done a tequila drink, but this doesn't feel like the time for it. It's uh, not particularly New York. It's not particularly Jamaica either. But she's not particularly New York. Well, she's not particularly Mexico. Oh, Mexico. Doing business the, with Mexico. It's the Tony Scaduto drink. The Tony Scaduto. <laughs> what <I'm> just, the, <laughs> the Tony, the no, Tony I mean, Scaduto. Uh, or Mexican furniture deal. That's a pretty good, good name for a drink. <laughs> just say, pour, me, Tony, a, pour Tony, me a Tony Scaduto. Pour me a Tony Scaduto. That is a good, that is a good drink name. I really like that. The Tony Scaduto. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. So okay, tequila. Tequila. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> carrot tequila, juice. carrot juice, pineapple. This is a good drink. Pineapple preserves. Um, okay, so what do we need to balance this out here? Okay, um, this is—it's gonna be—it's it's all very heavy, honestly. It yeah, needs, it needs something lighter and Seltzer. aromatic. Seltzer. Um, uh, what about how much? How like the tonic? Is, it's gonna be a. Cor- that might go very poorly. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, what's a what's a sweet fizzy thing? You need- champagne. Hmm. Um, I mean, I would say. Well, what do we do? We want to be able to shake this. I think we do because we've got pineapple yeah. preserves and carrots. So yes. We want to be able to shake this. We shouldn't put something fizzy in it unless we're using this and as a the, topper. The pineapple preserve is going to be a quarter of an ounce, and it's going to be yeah. kind of sweet and potent. I was thinking a cup, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say that you need something it's sour. served with a spoon. You need something sour here, right? Yeah, we do need something sour. Um, okay, what do we got sour? We've got limes. Always an limes, option. lemons. I, when when oh, life gives you lemons, he's getting lemons right now. For whatever reason, lime sounds Tony, right. Tony Scaduto. Well, I mean, limes are definitely more Mexican. Yeah, let's go lime. Okay, lime. Uh, one ounce lime. Yeah, one ounce lime. One ounce carrot juice. Yeah. Uh, I ounce think, and a half tequila. What's our tequila portion here? Uh, ounce and a half. Yeah. It's ounce mo- and a half it's tequila. A uh, carrot juice, pineapple preserves, lime. Um, are we doing a salted rim here? Yeah, so, uh, salted rim. Hmm. Is uh, there a special type of salt we want to use? I feel like the salt. Is there any way to do a twist in the salted rim? Yeah, I was just saying, like a special salt, like yeah. um, bath salts. Bath a bath salt rim. Yeah. Uh, Epsom salt rim. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, mm. Pink salt? Pig salt. Pink. Like pink. Oh, pink. No, I was thinking like Himalayan salt. Yeah, like Himalayan. Pink. Pink Himalayan salt. pink salt. No, pink, I mean, it would match our apartment. So yeah. a pink salt rim. Yeah. Yeah. Himalayan pink salt rim. I think we need one garnish. I think we're done. Yeah, so uh, um, garnish. Uh, mint sprig? Parsley. Doesn't really go with it. No, no. Cilantro. No, no. Um, what about a, a what about a lime slice like on, perched on the rim? Yeah, that's kind of nice. That's yeah, fine. I think that'll look nice. Okay, so lime, this is lime twist or lime. No, rind. no, I think a lime slice, a lime, lime rind, lime spiral. rind on the you know on the spiral, spiral. No, well, whatever. A lime on the side of it. Yeah. Okay, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Um. No, I was thinking a lime like a. 
disc lime perched on the side of the oh, glass. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, disc, yeah. Disc, disc. Yeah, a lime lime disc or a lime slice. Lime slice. It's a lime slice on the glass. Yeah. Okay, so what are we doing here? We're putting the tequila, carrot juice, pineapple preserves, and lime together. Shake them. We're shaking them with ice. Yes. And then with straining. And then straining. Into a... Cocktail glass. Cocktail glass. A, a salted... A, a, a large cocktail, cocktail glass. A large cocktail glass salted with Himalayan pink salt rim. Yes, and then you put And a, then we put a lime slice for garnish. That's a classic Tony Scaduto. That's a Tony Scaduto. That's pretty good. That's been Drink of the App. Very good. I feel like we, we yeah, that that's something that seems like a like a legit drink. Yeah, it is. None of this none of this illegit drink. Absolutely not. Oh, this is like the first time that we're not like rushed at the end. In fact, we are now desperate because we well the problem is you never know how long it's going to take to invent the drink absolutely that was it, it came together nice, nice you, and quick. yeah you don't want to rush it you want to give it enough time such that if we end up in some significant debate we can resolve it fortunately we invented the Tony Scaduto in record time we, we can try to do more things like respond to feuds send emails let's send an email yeah I, so didn't I have a draft loaded yeah. up here do we have Haywood Gould's email did I we don't have Haywood Gould's email oh I do have our feud guy's email we were we were <laughs> we, Close Clint things. yeah Clinty boy Clinty boy we could we could email Clint uh, I don't know what that would accomplish for us it's, well last time well we just want him to basically acknowledge that our drink is the real drink and his drink is the fake drink so we're going to send an email to Clint. Yeah, saying you are now in our feuding section. Okay, where do I find Clint's email? I think I sent it to you. Uh, well, that, I, and you expect me to dig that up right now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, please send it to me again. Uh, sure. Okay, subject, I'll CC you already. Or well, no, I'll CC staff at earfulofcocktail.com. Mm, okay. Yes, and I will say, or should I send it from staff at earfulofcocktail.com, or should I send it from myself? You should send it from staff at earfulofcocktail.com. I don't have that in my uh, from list. Well, send from staff, staff at earfulofconvoy.com yes, exactly. and cc staff at earfulofcocktail.com. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Interesting approach. Um, okay. And to Clint, whose email we are getting momentarily. Subject, our feud. That worked before. Let's do. It. Let's use it again. Should it be our feud or in re our feud? No, it should be our... That's what we did with the dog bros. Our feud. Uh, Hi, Clint. Um, we... <laughs> our feud. That's really funny. We, that's what we... That's what the email to the dog bros was I know titled. It is. was I, our, I, our feud. Okay. I thought it was re-our feud. We, okay. we are... Um, we were very disappointed. We were very disappointed to see... Yeah. ...that you... It's taking a while to load, but you can see it right here. See it? Uh, yeah, I'll type that in. Yeah. Uh, Starts with C, ends with dot .com. Yep. Okay, I got it. I got it. It's in very there. Good. Okay. Subject, our feud. Hi, Clint. We were very disappointed to see that you... Uh, no, it starts off with you are in a feuding section. You are... You... Heads up. Heads up. Heads up. For your heads up. education. Heads up. You F-I-E. have been added to the feuding section... Of our website. Our website. To be removed, please heed these to instructions. To be removed. <laughs> uh, um, we, we, this is the approach to the dog bros. We don't like this any more than you do. <laughs> We're not improving the original because the original is perfect. The original is very good. We don't like this any more than you do. 
Should I link to our website when I say our website? I guess I should. Mark has left the room. Um, okay. Uh, you're in the... <laughs> I forgot about the picture of Clint. If you haven't been to our website, earfulofcocktail.com, and scroll down to the feuding section, and you will see a picture of Clint. Um, so, uh, section of our website. Uh, we don't like this any more than you do. Um, you... Unfortunately, we found your recipe for the Dirty Lyle yeah. to be vastly... Well, it's, it shows a deep misunderstanding of the movie Convoy. It shows the fact that he lacked... He didn't do his proper research. He watched the movie Convoy perhaps once, twice, three times, certainly not the 60 times you need to really understand what drives Dirty Lyle. By the way, is I just found, I thought of a much better opening line for this email. What? Which is, hi Clint, we are all podcasters here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> hi Clint, we are all podcasters here. Good. Heads up. Heads up. You have been added to the feuding section of our website. I think you know what that means. I th- <laughs> well, it's written in the we. Sure. We think you know what that means. Yes. And we don't like this any more than you do. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, we found your recipe for the Dirty Lyle to show a deep misunderstanding of the movie Convoy. Yeah, we should link to his his recipe for the Dirty Lyle, right? Well, that can be done. Well, let's pen it. Just make a note. We're going to be doing it. No, I mean, are we going to write this email on the air or are we not going to write this email on the air? Well, let's not link to it. This takes too much work. He knows. No, I'm, I'm he linking knows, to it. I'm know, linking to it to show he, that I'm competent and know what he's talking his, about. He knows his thing. Your res- should, should I put recipe in quotes? I'm putting recipe in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we found that your recipe yeah. for the Dirty Lyle demonstrated a severe lack of understanding. Of what Sam Peckinpah was attempt to accomplish what with Sam his 1978 Pe- masterpiece. Peckin- Am I spelling Peckinpah correct, Lee? Um, That's right. Sam, of what Sam Peckinpah was trying to accomplish, accomplish with, with, with his, his 1978 movie, Convoy. Yes. Um, specifically, a close viewing of I, the movie. I'd say you're getting too much in depth. He, he, he it's up to him to do his. No, a no. close viewing of the movie reveals. <laughs> no, no, please. That the Dirty Lyle. No. Is no. In fact. No. No. Everclear. No. And lemonade. No. Okay, delete this mixed line. at room temperature. D- delete this and write Why? the line, Clint, educate yourself. Clint, educate yourself. Very good. P.S. Uh, want to be on the show? <laughs> I'm not sure I want him to educate be on the show. Yourself. Do we, we don't want to interview Clint? We could talk to Clint. That would be a special app. We don't yes. have time for a normal episode. Okay. Clint, educate yourself. Yeah. We will be waiting. I mean, he is a dilettante. He, this, he, What's wrong with Clint? Well, he is in our feuding section. He, he Other than dipped that, dipped his toes in the convoy, thinking he can get this done I, in an hour. He cannot. You cannot. Or uh, you cannot do okay. it in an hour. Okay, I'll read back the email right now, and then we got a few. We got to take care of some let's business. Just send it. Hi, Clint. We are all podcasters here. Heads up, you have been added to the feuding section of our website. We think you know what that means, and we don't like this any more than you do. Unfortunately, we found your recipe for the Dirty Lyle demonstrated a com- a severe lack of understanding of what pa- Sam Peckinpah was trying to accomplish with his 1978 movie Convoy. Clint, educate yourself. We will be waiting. Uh, Cheers. Res- respond for instructions on how to be removed from the feuding section. 
What? Because we, we, he needs respond to know how to be removed from the. Yeah, but system. that's that's a stupid thing to say. Okay, good. Well, it's it's implied. Send it. It's good. Uh, what? How do we sign this off? It's is it cheers. The earful crew. Cheers. The earful of, of convoy, convoy slash cocktail crew. Crew. Yes. <laughs> Great. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, yep. Cheers. Okay, great. And and uh, <laughs> send send it. We, we're, I've we're, sent it. It's we're, sent. We're it's sent. Time. It's done. It's well, sent. Now it's time okay. for flare now in flare the in the air. Sometimes it's loud. Sometimes it's quiet. That water can be unpredictable. Okay, this is where we take a flare's eye view, talk about these five minutes as a whole, as uh, this movie as a whole, movie up until this point, we rate them, yeah. scale of one to five, no half stars, uh, and we mean, median, mode, all have to be 2.5, and three, uh, movies, movies a whole as a whole, yes. three, two, two one, five, five stars. stars, okay, wow, we, yeah. we're, yep, it's climbing, okay, movie Ooh. up until this point. Three, two, two one, five, five stars. stars. Okay. These uh, five minutes. These five minutes. Um, let me think in. for just a second. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one, four, four stars. stars. Four and a half four, stars. Four and a half. That's reasonable. That's, Pretty good. Those are reasonable numbers. And that's that has been Flare, flare in the, the Air. Now, if you want to contact us. Now, if you if you want to contact us, we have some information on that, too. And here it is. Email address? Staff. Email address? Staff. 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 at earful of cocktail.com. Website, earful of cocktail.com. Earful of Twitter. Earful of is Twitter. Earful of. Earful of Convoy. On LO. We don't use it much. Oh, Mitomo no. no. is never coming back. Wednesday. Okay. That's how you contact us. And that's it on the show. And that will close out this episode of An Earful of Cocktail. What, a, what an amazing episode. What an amazing episode. Uh, and we will sign off. As we saying, always do. As we always do. We'll stick. We'll stick with the, the brew. Cocktails, darling. some fruit cocktail then milk hot chocolate